What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Welcome into the show. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Welcome in. What's up? What's up? Welcome in. Yo! How y'all doing? Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We're today in the middle of an unprecedented sourcing event. We'll tell you whether or not Seven of Nine is actually worth the squeeze. Hours and hours of analytical testing, data analytics, and uh, and all kinds of math are being summarized for you here today. Who is here to get their learn on? Who is ready to spend 45 million points on Jerry Ryan's infamous Borgified character? Let's hit it with a Talking Trek service sound off and get you guys started. Noon Whistle kicking us off today on Server 29. Virtual Army on 135. Thorn on 15. Stradalorian on 9. Wolfwood. Server 49. Silverhawk also on 49. Sandra on European 142. Rotifer on Server 17. Joker. Learning life at Ops 35. Welcome in, buddy. Welcome to the big show. Clapping to Kirk on Server 9 and hungover. <laughs> How you doing, man? Oh, Sherlock Holmes on 27. Silvis on 24. Commander Taylor on 187. Sandy's on Server 12. Moose on 17. King Kirky on 181. Dekix. On some European server somewhere. Louis P and family hanging out on server 20. Doug on 38. Game Junior on 30. Zeef on European 130. Jazzmeister on 167. Daverick on 21. Shady Pines on 27 and 29. Walker on 42. A Fox on European 134. Aquila Hawk on 21. Beat for the Gods on server 17. Gruffa on 40. Robin likes Harleys on European 146. Tactical Cream on 27. Silverhawk. On 49, Griffin on 41 and 76, Silvis on server 21, Tactical Cream on 27, and the list goes on. 75 additional messages in our Talking Trek server sound off here today, and uh, 334 live kitty cats in our studio audience. Good afternoon, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. Welcome into the show. Uh, an early show here today, right, Putz? Uh, it, it's early. All right. As a matter of fact, I saw it in the chat. A lot of people are like, well, man, that's I don't know if I can handle this kind of show this early today. I apologize. I apologize. Uh, there's a couple of reasons for it, Putz. All right. First of all, I appreciate you being here. Welcome. How's your weekend going? You good? This is my last weekend of freedom. Oh, um, yeah. Back to classes, back to school next week, huh? Yes, that would be an affirmative. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. We're going to have to work on that internet there, putts. Um, so Matt says, I like this time better. Um, and uh, EU can listen live, says Captain Planet on European 165. You know, we used to try to do shows a little bit earlier. Um, and, and, you know, summer, summer made that a little bit tougher because we got activities and things like that. Um, but I, I've tried 
to make a concerted effort to try to get a little bit earlier now when we are able, Wednesdays and Sundays for the podcast, trying to get a little bit earlier, a little bit more EU-friendly um, so that we can expand our, our live listening audience. But there's also... Uh, just the simple fact that, you know, schedules are busy. You'll notice, for example, the stage is looking a little thin, right, Silvis? <laughs> uh, come on up, buddy, if you'd like to talk a little bit about 7 of 9. We've got a lot of analytics to give. Uh, let me just kind of tell you, it's, it's pretty much me and Putz today. Uh, Trader, as she told you guys last night, has a bunch of family stuff going on. Bubba Joe is traveling. Uh, Jules Verne hanging out with family. Blue Mandalorian has family this weekend. Uh, it, it's almost like Putz. Is this some kind of weird holiday that I don't know about? Is there a holiday going on? That, that I'm not remembering or that, that I should be observing or something? <laughs> is, it, is it just the last weekend before school? I don't know what it is, but everybody is traveling. So without having to be super conscious of a lot of the scheduling uh, with the rest of the, uh, of the panel, then I decided I wanted to go a little bit earlier. Not only that... But uh, it will be a slightly shorter show today, slightly shorter show today because uh, Oliver DJs is picking up uh, baseball practice again. We had about a month break and this evening uh, we pick back up for fall travel baseball. So um, no, and, and I'll tell you, it can't be a six hour show today, maybe three, but that would be pushing it. I need, no, not really. Actually, technically, about two and a half. I need to be ready to hit the road at about five o'clock today. That's about two and a half hours from now. The good news is Bubba Joe's not here to throw me off the tracks. Okay, that, that's, that's what we can all count on, everybody. Bubba Joe is not here to distract me and argue with me, so you just get my unfiltered opinion today. Uh, and we will be coming to you guys in the audience. Silvis joins us from Server 24. How you doing, bud? Welcome into your weekend. Welcome to the stage of Talking Trek. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, DJ? I am fantastic. Spectre also joining us from Server 11. How you doing up there in Canada? Spectre, how you doing, man? Well, actually, I'm in Barcelona right now. Oh, oh you're still over there. By the way, yeah. I will tell you, um, by the time communication reached the Dublin office, they came outside to look for your poop emoji pillow, and it was gone. We didn't know if you left it there or if somebody else stole it. Did you leave it, or did you take it back with you? No, I no, I mean I took it with me. It's 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 expensive poop emoji pillow. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got many opportunities to recycle and use that for other opportunities. Uh they did actually come out to look for it, Spectre. They came out. I sent them the picture. They came out to look for it, and they couldn't find it, so they were worried that someone might have taken it. Uh, I told them that there was a lovely message scribbled on a, on a little note there left behind, but uh, <laughs> they no, came out. They were looking no, for it. It's just a photo opportunity and just a fun way of showing our love and for – for our friends at Scopely. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. For those of you who are curious about what he might be talking about, I'll throw this image into the graphics room. Uh, Spectre is touring uh, the European countries, and he stopped by Scopely's Dublin office. You take a look inside the graphics room, and you'll see that he left them a nice, cute little uh, poop emoji pillow there. And uh, and by the time we were able to reach somebody over there, Spectre, uh, they... they <laughs> <laughs> they came out, but your your pillow was gone. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, there's the photograph. There's the photographic evidence of the uh, of the Digit Studios. Rather, it's not even really a Scopely Studio. Uh, let me ask Spectre: Do they have it like marked as Digit, or is it marked as Scopely no. or, or Digit a Scopely Studio? Like, how do they have it marked? Uh, they don't have it marked at all. <laughs> actually, if, 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 <laughs> you didn't, if you didn't if you didn't look for it on Google, or if you didn't see like some of the press 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 releases, you wouldn't be able to find it. 
That's um, hilarious. So, so they did. They yeah. yeah. They, they're they're not advertising to the public where they are. They're they're just shh, quiet, quiet. Here we are. Uh, so yeah, Captain yep. Taylor says probably smart. Uh, that would be the Digit Game Studios over there in Barcelona. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. We do have a lot to get to and a shortened period of time in which to do it today. Today is all about Jerry Ryan's infamous and beloved character inside Star Trek Voyager and now Star Trek Picard. It is seven of nine. We're going to talk about that because Blue and Jules and I did uh, some ridiculous testing with seven of nine last night, and the results were not only as expected, but also surprising and maybe to a certain segment of player, possibly disappointing. We're going to talk about that today. Now, before anybody takes that and runs with it, am I suggesting that she's not worth uh, the, the squeeze of these materials? No, I think that she is. I definitely think that she is. However, is she the absolute best choice in Armada selection? That may not be the case here today. We're going to talk about some of these scenarios, and Jules stayed up late into the wee hours of the night to create for you guys a spreadsheet, as he always does. We've got some stuff that we're going to share with you uh, here today as well regarding Seven of Nine, Chakotay, Janeway, as it pertains to an Armada crew. We're going to do all of that on the other side of our stupid news. Ladies and gentlemen, live from all across the world, it is time for the Talking Trek Stupid News Headlines. Stupid News! It's time for the news. Let's go. Garrick, that's not what I said. <laughs> Garrick says, you heard it here first, folks. Stop spending. That is not what I said. Actually, I, I think, I think that if I had to do it all over again, I still would. Although... I'm curious about my application of using her right now, given my specific scenario. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to give you all kinds of scenarios, okay? We've got tons of data. Tons and tons of data we're going to give you. Uh, An Arizona sheriff's office shared video this past week of an unusual chase specter involving deputies, animal sanctuary personnel, and a high-jumping wallaby. Uh, and, And you know... In the video, if you if you turn it up real loud while chasing him, they actually had Hootie and the Blowfish uh, playing in the background. I only wallaby with you. <laughs> uh, oh come on, come on, it was good. Um, thank you. I only want to be only wallaby with you. Okay. Uh, Disney CEO <laughs> Disney CEO Bob Iger announced that the ad-free Disney Plus Premium tier is going up in price for the second time. This year, uh, it's going to be raised to $13.99 American on October the 12th, with, uh, which gives people just under two months to finally uh, cancel that garbage. Um, it is the, <laughs> the streaming service's second $3 price increase in the last year. The current $10.99 subscription price was set this past December. It's official. Their pricing is now even higher than the people who still enjoy new Disney content. Speaking of Disney content, uh, actress Sydney Sweeney has confirmed her role as Julia Carpenter. How many of you guys know that name? Julia Carpenter, a.k.a. Spider-Woman 
in the upcoming Madam Web superhero movie. Marvel fans are having a tough time trying to rack their brains around this. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get it? She's, she's gorgeous, by the way. Whew. <sighs> a former associate of Phil Mickelson alleges in a new book that the golfer's gambling losses have totaled over $100 million. Phil Mickelson has gambled and lost $100 million. Phil responded saying he's not exactly sure if this number is legit. In fact, he says, I'm willing to bet that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Two people. <laughs> oh, come on, Snake Eyes. Cut me some slack, man. Jiminy Christmas. Two people are wanted for stealing more than $300,000 worth of gaming cards from an Indiana gaming convention last week. Um, police are warning folks, saying that these uh, criminals are expected to be armed, dangerous, and without girlfriends. All right, be, uh, be aware of that. Barbie movie just passed one billion dollars at the worldwide box office. People haven't been this obsessed with plastic characters since the Kardashians first appeared on television. Yeah. It's a true story. Barbie, one billion dollars. Absolutely. Uh, in lieu of Bubba Joe not being here to deliver sports, uh, I actually have a couple of sports jokes. Now, I tried to write them myself. You guys know that Bubba Joe usually does sports way better than I do. All right. I'm going to try to deliver sports to you guys today. Is that okay? Can I, or should we just not? Because I feel like I've got. I, I think you can do it. I feel like I've got this. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> over to uh, DJs with sports. Why? Thank you, DJ. Over here in the uh, world of sports, Ivanka Trump and her husband Jared Kushner were photographed sharing a kiss while watching a Mets game at City Field in New York City this past week. A chance to see a couple of Mets fans like we've actually never seen them before. Uh, happy. Yes, Ivanka, Jared, and their two sons also snapped photos with Mets players, including shortstop Francisco Lindor and first baseman Pete Alonzo. They did, in fact, ask where Donald was, but Ivanka had to remind them that he's trying to distance himself from losers. <laughs> oh, oh, that's one. Ex-Colts quarterback Matt Ryan described his last team, uh, last 18 months in the NFL as a total poop show. Not to be outdone, Detroit Lions fans described the last 50 years of the team's existence in the exact same way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Ryan has not ruled out a return to the NFL, stating, I'm staying in shape. You know my number. If anything were to come up, you know, we'll see. Matt wanted to reach out to the teams himself, but allegedly his message was intercepted by news outlets. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your stupid news. (laughs) All right, see, uh, thank you. Noon Whistle gives an A-plus for the stupid news today. And I want to point out, we got through that in record time. Record time. All right, like seriously, that entire news segment was like five, six minutes. All right. Uh, Keela says, I I put too much on the last one. Uh, Maybe I should have ended with with the loser's joke. Hawk giving it a seven of nine. Thank you very much. Uh, Captain Taylor says it goes faster when nobody's laughing. Thanks a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Appreciate you guys all being here. Joined, uh, joining our relatively thin panel today as we have an early show would be the one and only criminal heroic Tashcan. You know him as Ripper. You have come to know him as Emperor Prime President. Ladies and gentlemen, Ripper is on the stage. Good afternoon to you, sir. How are you? Welcome. 
to Talking Trek. How are you? Are you are you good? Let's let's just no. Yeah, I'm not, buddy. I want you to know. One hundred percent not. The uh, only thing I can claim is I'm alive. Well, I want you to know here, just for a moment, that that everybody has been thinking about you. Everybody has been loving on you. Obviously, this is going to be. Uh, it, it's been a very challenging time, but I would imagine that the. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to say this in in, in I, I just I, I don't want to undersell the challenges that you have coming up this week. OK, I, I'm sure that whatever you've been dealing with, it's probably going to continue to snowball for you in your heart and in your mind. Um, guys, I just want you guys to know um, that that we we love Rip and we're trying to keep him in our prayers. And, and this coming week, especially, especially guys double down. Double, triple down on those positive vibes. It's going to be a very challenging week for our friend and uh, and my brother. Uh, so, Rip, I, I just want you to know I love you, man. I, I'm sorry that you're having to deal with a lot of this stuff. And, and for those who may somehow have missed the news or, or don't know exactly what's going on, uh, Ripper tragically lost his mother here uh, uh, less than two weeks ago. And so the business of that, the arrangements and, and dealing with stuff and, and, you know, that's all been on his shoulders. And, uh, and I guess, Rip, the, that is coming to, um, uh, as far as the, the, the planning stuff that you're having to deal with, that, uh, that's going to be, uh, I guess, finished up this week. Is that right? Well, the funeral is on Friday, so and the funerals on Friday. So, and then of course, I would imagine that that even after that, like there's still other things that are going to have to be attended to. So, uh, I just want you to know that that we love you. Thank you for for taking a few minutes out to be here today, and uh, and letting us give you some love and snuggles. Take a look at the chat there. Lots of love and snuggles for our friend Ripper as he's dealing with one of the most tragic losses probably someone could could ever possibly imagine going through. So. I uh, just want you to know, man, we, we love you. We care about you. Um, mental health is a bitch. Mental health is challenging, for sure, for a lot of people. I'll tell you, you know, um, I, I actually did share a little bit of our conversation the other day when you called to check on me. I think it was actually last Sunday, right, when you called to check on me and you actually said, listen, I want to talk to you about your stuff because I just can't, you know, think about my stuff right now. And, and we had talked about pain you know exactly I, I read kind of what you said you know that my pain is not different than your pain like the external stimuli may be different but to me my pain my hurt my loss uh is very real to me just like your pain and hurt and loss are very real to you um and uh, and I shared a message with the community last week that 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 gives us all a common denominator, right? It, it gives us uh, something that we can relate to. Maybe you don't know the kind of familial loss that, that Ripper has experienced, but you have experienced pain. You have experienced loss. And for you, your interpretation, your perception of that very well may be one of the most tragic things that you've ever dealt with. That doesn't make your pain any worse, any better, any more serious, or any more life-defining than anybody else's. And we can relate. That's right. You can't measure pain against anything. There's no winners. Pain is pain, Captain Planet. You're right. And that is a common denominator that, that we all have. So, Rip, as I shared with the community, our conversation, which I was incredibly grateful for, 
Um, and, and I just want you to know how much I love you, uh, here publicly. I, you know, we've, we've exchanged a lot of text messages, but I want, I want you to know that, that a lot of people are thinking about you and, um, and you can come here to talk. You can come here. Anybody can, right? You guys can come here to chat. You can send somebody a PM. You can relate. Um, just don't, don't, uh, don't try to deal with this. You're uh, on your own. Don't try to deal with this alone. You're not alone. You're never alone, all right? Whether or not you want to talk to somebody random from our community or talk to a friend from our community or there's toll-free numbers where you can call and, and get professional help if that is what you're looking for, there are many, many ways that you can reach out and look for somebody uh, just to talk to, all right? And I, and I think that that is a super, super important thing that uh, my friend Rip has helped emphasize to me, and now I'm trying to emphasize to him and to all of you Guys, um, there will always be obstacles. There will always be pain. Uh, but we share that as humans. So uh, just know, Alex, how much you mean to me and how much you mean to a lot of people out here and that we're thinking of you, buddy. Okay? We're thinking of you. Um, is, you. is there anything anything at all that you want to share or anything that that's going on, anything you want to say real quick before we, before we dive into some game content? Cause I, I do have some stuff to talk about today, but the human element to me is, is vastly more important. Uh, are you, how are you? I'm pretty bad. Yeah, I get but, that. You know. I can understand. I, I mean, I, I can try to understand. I, I, I couldn't, I can't pretend to understand exactly what it is that's going through your mind. And there's I, also I circumstances with how my life has to end out that doesn't really make that necessarily too much easier, you know? Yeah. You know, there's, there's the knowing I'm not alone, but there's the feeling that I'm incredibly alone and lonely. <laughs> well, I've been sharing that with people. I have. I, you know, I, I, I say I can always come out here. I can stream. I can hang out with, with you guys. I can talk. I can chat. I can call Bubba. I can call you. Um, and I'm not alone in this. I know that. It, like, there's a lot of people out there, but it's like. But you know, you're right. Like when I when I get off the phone and then like I look around and my house is empty, right? And it's just me sitting at the at the dinner table, for example, eating a eating a can of beefaroni straight out of the can, or or you know making a tea out of a gallon jug, or or making ramen noodles in the microwave. You know all those things. But but when I look around, Rip, it's just me. And it is. It's lonely. Yeah. It feels very lonely. I get it, man. I kind of. How much, like, you know, usually it's like, you know, pretty okay. But when you go through some tough stuff, the the feeling of like, oh boy, I would love to just, you know, have someone here to just hit up and be like, let's go for a drink. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Some, someone that, you know, close friends or whatever. Just real quick, before before we change gears here, I know that you have been, uh, and I don't know how much of this is public, but you, you've been... Uh, working on trying to find a way to travel back and forth to the States a little bit more reliably mm-hmm. and, and a little bit more frequently than you have. <clears throat> you know, and I told you, I don't fully understand all this stuff. Why can't you just take a passport and jump on a plane and come over for a visit? I mean, like, I'm not talking about staying here for, for 10 years. I'm just saying, like... I can't... I, for a visit, yeah, no, I could do that. But, I, you, you know, there's work. I have to take days off and whatnot. Yeah, but can't you work here? I, I mean, No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't. I'm no. not allowed. I'm not allowed to work uh, while in the U.S. on a, a tourist visa, which that is. Oh, so wait, like you couldn't, you couldn't take, 
you couldn't come to my house <clears throat> and use my study. You couldn't use my office at home here to, to log in and do work while you were here visiting. I mean, there's also time zones. Do you even know what time I would have to be on for dead-end meetings? I mean, being personal, I don't care. I got to work, too. You could work. I could work. I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah, but I have to work at, like, 3 a.m. I, I could make sure you're up at 3 a.m. I, 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 I could do that. That's all good. Listen, yeah, all, all I'm saying is, hey, man, I, I'm, I'm a plane ticket away. Hop, hop on a plane. You're, you're welcome I know. It's here. just not... I know it's that it's simple. Com- well, I know it's not. It, it is it, it is complicated. There there's all kinds of crap, and that's one of the things that we've been talking about. I just want this guy to come and 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 stay on my couch. All right. I, I know, honestly, if, I just if, want this if guy. If my to job come. were located in the U.S. and I were remote, different story. I could totally do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Well, um, listen. My my house. And, my front door is always you know, open just, for you, buddy. There's like the real thing is also with you know you know that all my close friends are. Very different time zones, yeah, quite far away. It is. Yeah, that doesn't make tough. communication or just, you know, no. having a talk particularly easy. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because when I wake up, nobody's there until usually quite in the evening. So, you know, you really are the entire day completely and entirely alone without really even being able to just text someone. And get a response during the day. My heart breaks for you, man. Like, I, I, I can only, yeah, I, that would feel alone. Because e- even, like, I'm crazy enough. I think I'm the closest time zone to you. Everybody else yes. is farther west in the United States. I'm six hours, yeah. and I'm the closest one. So, you know, it, it's it's just one of those things where, um, but you know what? Listen, I'm going to say this right now. Now, now granted, that it might be, you, you might have to call a couple of times. But I, I don't sleep. You know what? Right now. Here's what I'm doing right now. Right now, Rip, I am adding you to, to my, my focus contacts right now, which means that even when my phone is on silent, you can, you can ring my phone. You want to ring my phone at 3 o'clock in the morning? You ring the phone. You might have to call it once or twice before I like actually like realize what's happening and, and like wake up. You know what I'm saying? But do it. Okay? I, I am not even kidding you. Right here. Right now. How do I do that? Where, where do I go in to add him to the people that can get through even when I'm on Do Not Disturb? Crap. Where is that? All right, somebody, somebody PM me instructions on that, please. <laughs> somebody PM me instructions on that. Oh, wait, Adam is a favorite? Is that what I do? Okay, I'm doing it. Right. That's an iPhone, right, DJ? Yeah, okay, here we go. Uh, Ripper, add to favorites for what? Messages, calls, or video? Oh, wait, add, call, yep, add. I don't. I don't even know. I, I don't. Works. I don't know. But no, like the you know the time zone th- thing really is quite a bitch. I'm okay, sorry. I, I think I did it. It says now that he is in my favorites for phone and messages. Did I do that right? Okay, there you go. All right, Rip. There you go, buddy. Anytime. I'm not even kidding you. Call two or three times back to back if you need to. Okay. I'm. I'm. Listen. To be perfectly honest with you, I'm usually up by like five or six o'clock anyway. Because I got, you know, the kids thing and uh, ready for school. And so you call. You call anytime, okay? I appreciate that. I love you, buddy. Um, guys, we have something unprecedented. Now, Rip, I know you've been busy. And, and I know you haven't re-downloaded the game. Um, especially now when you got a million other things going on in your life. But what if I told you, Rip, that five years into this game, Five years into this game, Scopely finally decided to take the advice 
of I don't even know if it's a small segment of player, but but a vocal segment of player. Rip, what if I told you that for the first time ever, Scopely offered a brand new premier officer in her month of launch and offered her through a material spend SMS. Except it's not 20 shards or 10 shards, Rip. But for the first time, they're actually offering a complete unlock through SMS material and directive spend. What would you say to that? If you're trying to take your mind off of craziness and you actually look at Scopely for a minute and say, well, golly, it's about daggone time, or maybe not. What do you think? If I told you that, hey, this month's Epic is finally available without competing against spenders, without competing in a solo leaderboard, just, hey, here's the cost Here's the, the cost of investment or, or the whatever, you know, here's the material spend and here are the shards, take it or leave it. How would you respond to that? It depends. Depends on. This is great, I mean, depend, by the way. Depend, this is great. This is a third party. He, he doesn't even know what's going on. No, no, I have no, I have not played the game. No, in yeah, doesn't have any idea what's going on. Doesn't know what the costs are. Doesn't know any of that stuff. Just what if I told you, Rip, that there is a solo milestone in the game right now, forty-eight hours long for material and directive spin that is sourcing okay. one hundred and twenty epic shards. Okay. Um, I mean, that's just that is probably not bad. But depending on how high the milestone is and compared to what usually these auctions, like the, the SLBs, go for, mm -hmm. that might be a bad deal for some people. you as a player, uh -huh. potentially. Could be. You're absolutely right. Okay. So I, I would say there's probably some people that say, oh, this is amazing because this is a lot less than what I usually spend on a leaderboard. Mm -hmm. And there might be people that, that are like, oh, I have to spend a lot more. I think that you've hit the nail on the head. Crazy that he <laughs> knows the design of this game and knows the audience of this game and hasn't played it for three or four months. All right, now, Rip, I might also add, in fairness, that alongside that solo milestone is still a traditional auction. So if you are spending, which this milestone is labeled heroic, and it is stout, all right, for my level at Ops 54, Rip, my milestone was 44 million points. Now, that's not small, okay? It's not small. As a matter of fact, that is more than I would traditionally spend in a singular auction. However, at that point, I have 120 shards plus whatever I might actually grab out of the SLB, which currently at this point is, uh, well, well, we still have 24 hours to go, but at this point would be an additional 18 shards from the SLB. Okay? Now, you're right. I, I didn't actually notice that, Zandies. The solo leaderboard is still indeed including directives. The milestone is, um, looks like materials only. All right, so the directives are not included in that. Um, I, I mean, th think thinking about this also a bit more, maybe. Depending on how the milestones are set up and how many there are, I guess you could also like kind of more decide how many, how much you're willing to spend 
to get in a particular amount of shards. Oh, my gosh. You know, listen, it's almost as though he's reading my mind, guys. It's almost as though that he, as a strategic thinker in playing this game, knows exactly what players should be looking at here. Not the top milestone, but rather what are the milestones and how does it fit for your gameplay? Now, let's talk about some of these people who are saying, yeah, there's big gaps. And there, there are some big gaps, especially at the top. All right. Uh, Rip, what we're looking at here are 11 shards in the first four milestones, which admittedly is a little bit leaner than typical. Right. And lately, we've been seeing maybe 18 or 20 or even as we have, in fairness, we have seen as little as 11 here over the last three to four months. All right. But it has expanded a little bit sometimes, depending on the officer. We'll see between 10 and 20. Is that relatively is that relatively accepted by the community? We'll see between 10 and 20 uh, in those first four milestones. And, you know, whatever those first four milestones are, that's what happens. Right. Now, Count DeVille says it's a crap amount of shards in the achievable ones, except I feel like it is yeah, but it, normal. That's, that's the point, right? It's all, it's all relative compared to what is the, your leaderboards usually and what, you know, how much uh, the milestones compared to that. Well, let's take a look at the first four milestones. All right. And this is where some people have gotten a little bit fussy. Okay. The first four milestones are uh i'm gonna i'm gonna pull this up what what okay let's do this for an ops range can we do this for a specific ops i don't want to do it for 54 or i can i don't care if you guys want me to do it for 54 but we could do it for somebody else you want to do it for 42 45 49? You, you can use my account yeah 42 all right my account. let's uh let's look at 42 okay we're gonna look at 42 and uh, we're going to take a look at these first couple of milestones but what i'm also going to do if you guys don't mind i'm going to go back to a different month let's go back to when was the doctor actually no let's go back to june when janeway came out all right we're going to go back to june when uh, and actually if i'm not mistaken this was weekend number one weekend number one if i'm not mistaken which had a normal janeway milestone is that correct can, can anybody remember i'm trying to reset these I filters think I think all of the Janeway auctions were the back-to-back -back one and two auctions. Checking. Here we go. Recruit Janeway, heroic solo milestone. Yeah, here we go. Perfect. All right. So if you guys are following along on the unofficial version of STFC.lol, uh, you'll go to Saturday, June 10th. Recruit Janeway, heroic SMS. Let's pull up Ops 42. All right, now, in this milestone, you had 5, 10, 20 shards. 20 shards of Janeway. All right, and, and actually, here, I'm just going to put the link directly to the event uh, in the graphics room. That way you guys can find it. There is uh, Ripper's link to the normal heroic milestone. This had 20 shards in it, guys. And for Ops 42, that would be for Silvus, it was 6.14 million points. Okay. 6.14 million points. Now, um, I'm going to look at now this run of this heroic 7 of 9. We said the same thing when Chakotay came out. There was a lot of the same conversation about the size of the milestones and this and that. Okay, But, um, Ripper, there was one other thing that we had talked about last night because people said, well, the cost per shard went up. And I know you're going to get immediately where I'm going with this. 
Okay, but let me walk you down a path, guys. The cost per shard um, has allegedly increased. Okay, and and I I think mm-hmm. that that I can see that. As a matter of fact, if I'm looking at this run right here for you, Silvis, I'm seeing twelve, fifteen. I'm seeing eighteen shards, not for six point one four million, but for seven point three seven million. Okay. Can we, can we agree? 18 shards as compared to 20 on Janeway, and it increased from 6.14 to 7.37. Okay, so we're going to check that out. That is an increase of 1.23 divided by the 6.14. It is an increase of precisely 20%. That is a very interesting number, isn't it, Rip? 20.003. Percent. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? Now, I yeah. um I painted a picture last night on Twitch all the way back to October of 2021 when a material spend meta first introduced for our Borg or officer four of eleven. At that time, I said to players, these are big milestones. You're going to have to pick and choose. You're not going to be able to do it every single month free to play if somebody's going to spend materials or spend money on materials, then sure. But if you're going to do this free to play, you're going to have to do a little bit of picking and choosing. You're going to have to do a little bit of choice. All right? You're going to have to decide if this is what I want to do this month. Is this officer worth spending on this month? If I am a free to play, I've got to save. I've got to hoard. I've got to bank up. And when I see somebody I really want to go after, then I'm going to do it. All right. But since that time, Rip, let me ask you a question. If we went back to October of 2019, what do you think those milestones would have been at that time? <laughs> the same? Higher? Lower? Wait, 2019? 2019. No, no clue. Well, I can tell you. They were significantly Maybe. lower. You're right. And milestones increase over time. Okay, milestones increase over time. Now, this is one thing that I was kind of breadcrumbing to players last night on Twitch, Rip. Since October of 21, all right, and that oh, has been... I thought you wanted a specific number. Oh, no, not a, not a specific number. I right? was like, not a specific uh, number, but it was lower, all right? Now, this is, yeah. this is crazy, all right? I don't know if this is super public, but if anybody was keeping a tally chart, then they would know it. Um, and for the record, I did not get this information from any official channel. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you guys uh, if you know what happened here inside the game between the arcs about two weeks ago. Most people do notice. All right. Spenders certainly notice what happened two weeks ago between the arcs. That's right, Balabom. An economy. Did they increase the packs? Uh, pack increase. An economy inflation. Absolutely. All right. Just out of curiosity, does anybody know how much that inflation was? Just curious. Let me guess, 20%? It's 20%! (laughs) All right, now, I'm not saying that, you know, it's always going to jive exactly like that. But guys, let me go back. Let me go back to October uh, 2021. Do you know how many pack inflation? Like like this year, didn't they, like, super increase how many many materials um, you get? In general, of all. Oh, yeah, they have. 
they massively. have like pretty significantly, especially in Battle Pass. Battle Pass went up almost 80%. Now, granted, Battle Pass doesn't inflate nearly as often. As a matter of fact, guys, I've got some statistics. I mean, also with like other Hang on, Chocolate. I'm, I'm going to get to that point. Whatnot, right? Because I do hear people saying, well, you know, that only matters to the spenders. Not exactly, Chocolate City. Follow me around. And Razahal is going to say, so they balance milestones around spenders. Not exactly, but kind of. Let me go back and ask, okay? Guys, since the just since October of 21 when the 4 of 11 meta came out. Do you guys know how many economy inflations there has been? This is going to blow your mind. How many economy inflations have occurred since October of 2021? Balabom says 11. Tolker says 3. Star Ocean would, says 14. I would guess about a dozen. Silva's going with 12. Kirk going with 12. Delurch, 12. Pegasus says zero, you silly goose. Falcon saying 18, Daddy David 14, CCS Auto, uh, Audio at nine. For those of you who are thinking of the nice, beautiful round number of 14, you would be correct. 14 in the last 20 months. Okay? Now, if those inflations are happening, right, and they're, and they're going up. Now, here's another thing. And I'm going to get to a money piece here in a second. This is going to come full circle for you guys. When generally do inflations happen? Just curious. This, this is actually one thing that I think that Scopely should be more vocal about, Rip, because I think players miss the subtlety sometimes. When do they typically happen? You're right, Kirk. They typically happen between the arcs. Okay? Now, with events between the arcs, they're relatively stable, right? Uh, Cal, uh, Faction Hunt, uh, this or that. Uh, the weekend events, Swarm Sunday, blah, 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 okay? They're pretty much the same. As a matter of fact, we just got this Cal update that finally scaled that thing up after four years, okay? Oh, they did? They did. They actually scaled Cal. Mm. Four years later, Rip. All right? So, wow. yeah, no, crazy, right? And it's actually, I mean, truthfully, compared to any other normal, typical event, it's not bad, okay? They didn't mess with the Alliance store. They didn't mess with the directives and, and that kind of stuff. They just updated all the bundles with new resource and material counts, all right? I think players were wanting more or expecting some huge overhaul. All they did was just scale it up. Now, D5 ships also got points. That's right. Two. Yeah, they updated the scoring. All specialty ships, mm-hmm. G5 ships, like basically the, the scoring for tiering up, that was updated as well. Now, let me ask community uh we as a community may not notice this typically okay we may not notice typically because it's not right in front of our face we might not see this at the moment that it goes live but when a pack inflation happens it's usually between the arcs now for those of you super nerds out there yo decix decix i would actually love to have you on the voice stage today if you were able, because Dekix is a player, and I don't mean to throw you under the bus or, or hit you unprepared, but Dekix is a player that we know firsthand tracks everything. He's got notebooks. He's literally got notebooks full of incomes, spends, plans. He's got all this stuff, okay? He knows... What he's making on a day, he knows what he can make on an event, all right? Super, like, dude, we're talking multiple notebooks. He's got boxes of notebooks. So he would be the perfect person to tell you that in most cases, almost all cases, when an inflation occurs, what, ha- uh, what happens 
with the event, the ARC-specific event payouts, the ones that are written every single month. We can't use the ones that are copy-pasta. All right. But Decax, what happens with the events that are that are prepared or written for the upcoming arc? Are they based on old values or are they or, or do we see increases in resources and materials once the new inflation occurs? Has anybody ever paid attention? OK, has anybody ever paid attention? You know what's crazy? A lot of people don't notice this, Rip. All right? But we have heard these clues on shows before. We've heard Echo come out and talk about it. We've heard designers come out and talk about it. Uh, We have internally, right, heard Live Ops talk about it, Ripper. All right? When they design an event, how do you think they determine the rewards? Let me ask this question. Dartboard. A what? A dartboard. A dartboard. <laughs> uh, sometimes. True. All right. In other cases, how do, they, how do they do it? If they're creating a new event from scratch and they're looking at event rewards, just at its basic core, how do you think they do it? And I'm not necessarily talking about the inflation piece, Star Ocean, but I am talking about just the value of rewards. What do you think I it is? I would say Magic 8-Ball, DJ. What's that? I would say Magic 8-Ball. <laughs> I know a lot of people are going to think that, but there is a method to their madness in a lot of cases. What if I told you... Thank you, Darksider. Man, I was, I was struggling there for a minute. Darksider says it's a percentage of packages. Absolutely. They're going to choose the package that that event is based on. And what if I told you that every event that you do is valued somewhere between 5 and $7. What if I told you that? That, the, that the, the rewards payout of literally almost every single event you do has a scopely value, all right, not an us value necessarily, but a scopely value of between 5 and $7. Okay? That is... I'm actually not surprised by that. Of course that's how it works. It's math. It's all math. Okay, so you're exactly right, Darksider. It's a percentage of packages. So when an inflation occurs, what happens now to a quote-unquote value of $5? Does $5 pay less or more materials now with a new inflation? No, Kirk, it's not less. If, if I've got a $100 pack, it's more. It's more. It's more. If I've got a $100 pack that contains, let's go back five years for some of you old timers. Let's go back five years to a $100 pack that did, in fact, contain only 100 G3 materials. Can you, can, <laughs> can you guys remember that? Can you imagine the audacity, yet crazy enough, people spent on them? Because back in, the day, back in the day, G3 materials were insanely hard to come up with. Moreover, there were no efficiencies in the game. So we're talking about an enterprise, one single component taking 10,000 materials. Dekic says, I know a guy who spent $1,000 on a Mayflower. I know that guy. I've never heard of that guy. What a dope. All right. Never. It's a nice guy, though. He is. He is kind of a swell guy. All right. Sometimes a bit silly. A bit silly now and then. 
guys, economies although, although his taste of beer is really, really suspect. Um, that's his true. Taste in beer is completely fine. Okay. Pixel <laughs> Pixelate says, I think I saw that guy on Tinder the other day. All right. Uh, funny, 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 funny. You guys got jokes. But here's the thing. That used to be the economy. So, if economies increase, event rewards go with it. Now, granted, they're a little bit slower with the battle pass. They are slower with the battle pass. How many times uh, out of those 14, Rip, do you think that the battle pass has been updated? Just throwing this out. It's not really super pertinent to the conversation, but Star Ocean is the closest so far. Price is Right rules would eliminate him, though. Taz says four. Star Ocean says seven. A lot of you guys going with two and three. The official answer is six. Six Hmm. times the battle pass has been adjusted. Which, of course, Dagex got right. Which, of course, Dekix got right. Why do you think Dekix got it right? Because he writes it down. He knows if there's an increase in the materials. He knows if it's, if it, if it's percentage-wise off. All right, I've seen some of your notebook pages, Dekix. I've seen, a, a, you know, not, not enough to really interpret what's going on in your brain, but I know it makes sense to you, and that's all that matters, right? But I've seen some of your chicken scratching. He knows when things increase. All right. He says, even I can't interpret what's in my brain sometimes. But that happens. Okay. Events are increased to scale with the packs because, quote unquote, the value in rewards of an event is typically between $5 and $7. As a matter of fact, a completely true free-to-play engagement event, all right, a completely true and free-to-play engagement event, what do you think it is? Typically, probably right around 5 bucks. Typically right around five bucks. We have heard Bubba Joe talk about ROI before. Guys, um, this might be apparent to some people. It might not. But what events typically pay a little bit closer to $7? Sometimes $7.50-ish. But Wait, are ev- you talking about the ticket events? Uh-huh, but that event might have a little bit of cost. Right, a traditional ticketed event actually costs. If you break it down in scopely terms, a ticketed event actually costs about what is it now? Two dollars and sixty-seven cents to enter. Two dollars and seventy cents, roughly, to enter a ticketed event. But they're giving you a free ticket every every time the three of them run. They're giving you one free ticket. So the other two events are gonna pay. Um, are going to pay 7%. Why do you think they would pay 7 instead of 5 if the entry fee is 2? Simple math. Simple math, everybody. It would be all the same. Because they want... That's right. Their goal is traditionally around $5 worth of actual actual, uh, event rewards. Okay? So, let's talk about value of currency with rewards. Now, uh, as it pertains to this milestone, here's why I'm going to go back. Janeway, 6.14 for you, right, Silva? 6.14 for 18 shards. Now we see uh, 7 of 9. Sorry, that was 20 shards. We see 7 of 9 with 18 shards, precisely 20% increased at 7.37. However, since... Now, this, this is where Scopely probably can't avoid this, okay? Who do you think benefits from an inflation the most? Who do you think 
benefits from an inflation the most? There's actually two categories. All right. Actually, and Hani's saying free to play. Well, percentage-wise, maybe that's true. I'm going to tell you why I have an alternative perspective on that, and Hani. Okay. Um, whales. All right. Or spenders. Okay. Spenders get the immediate benefit because their $100 buys 20% more. Okay. The other group of players that it will assist is somebody who may have just opted up, right? Because naturally, especially in the late 40s and all throughout the 50s, almost every single ops is its own category when it comes to breaking out. The packs are so broad and the requirements are so broad through late G4 and early G5 that it's not groups of brackets anymore. It used to be, like, what is it now? I think it still is. Like, down in G3... What is it? Every, like, all the odds, the packs change or the battle pass changes or, or dailies change or whatever. It's, it used to be on the odds, and now it's, I think, even, like, three or four brackets that are kind of mashed together with packs and, and stuff like that, right? All right? But as you ops up, as you get higher in your late 40s, early 50s, and I think this starts at 49, I'd have to go back and double check. Let me see. No! Oh, my gosh. Even, even here, with, uh, with uh, perspective to the heroic solo milestone, what if I told you? that starting at Ops 40 and all the way up to 60, every single Ops has their own bracket. Now, when we've talked about solo leaderboards in the past, we would love something like this, right? We would love something like that, but it's not necessarily the case. Why would that be? Because starting at Ops 40, guys, every single time you Ops up, your packs value changes. Okay? Your pack value changes. Now, this is a great question. Rand says, well, where's the benefit? You get more, but you have to spend more as far as game currency, right? So it kind of comes out even. Where's the increase in resources? You're exactly right, Rand Susie. That is the reason for an evolutionary game change. Who pays the most for the exact same piece of content? Like, we've, we've heard this. We've heard Trader and Bubba talk about this. We've heard uh, Ska talk about this. Who pays the most for new content? Day one adopters. So Ransusi, right there. That's your answer. Okay? Day one adopters pay the most. Every single day after that, it gets a fraction of a percent cheaper. Literally every single day. Every single day that rewards are given out without you having to spend anything in, every single day, every event you're doing, you're earning $5 worth of events and rewards, but you're earning it for free. This is why players can hoard. This is why players can do the 7 of 9 heroic SMS and not spend a dime because they've been saving their $5 for ages and ages and ages and ages. Okay? But this is also why day one adoption rates on things probably are falling off a little bit. Some people are just getting sick and daggone tired of features coming out that look like they're going to take 15 years. <laughs> Forbidden technology. Still not off that band train. Okay? Still on that bandwagon. I still hate it. And the station tree expansion? That's going to take forever. The station tree expansion. You know, it, again, day one, it looks like that. Okay? Looks like that. But... If Galaxy Tree is any indication, they're going to improve that sourcing over time as well. Okay? So when we're looking at the value of material, so let's change gears now. We've told you about the event rewards. We know how they're being valued. Uh, Let me ask another general question. This is going back four or five years in the game. 
Okay, how long, or uh, rather, how much do we generally feel that a general epic officer is quote unquote worth to Scopely? Okay. Generally speaking, sometimes it's more strike team. They valued at six. All right. But generally speaking, we typically see officers in a roundabout kind of way, never exact, but we typically see them quote unquote valued at around $400. And that's just a tier one unlock. That's just a tier one unlock. You're exactly right. Now I have a crazy, crazy question. This is going to get your minds exploding. If their value of an officer is $400, but just like in a real-world economy, just like in a real-world economy, the value of these resources and materials change over time. They inflate. All right, they, they increase the amount of your dollar is buying more resources and materials, which means that the static equivalent of $400 would be what? What would that be? A smaller number of materials or a larger number of materials? Larger because you're still spending the same amount. You're still spending the exact same amount of dollar currency, but because the resources and materials now are technically worth a little bit less because you can get more at a, at a static value of $100, then the milestones go up. Now I'm going to bring you full circle, everybody. Silvis, your milestone for Janeway for, 18, uh, sorry, for 20 shards was indeed 6.14 million points. Your milestone for 7 of 9, now you can have an argument about the two shards. I would entertain that part of the, of the discussion. But your milestone to get, the, to get 18 shards is 7.37, which, crazy enough, is a precise change of 20%. Now, this is where some people, like even putts, are going to come back and say to me, well, putts, and, and if your internet is better, then come on up and talk to me about it. Because yesterday you were like, man, I don't know, this, you know the cost per shard, it's higher. And, and yes, it should be. should be 20% higher, as a matter of fact. Okay. Uh, should be. 20- I, I agree. Twenty percent higher for the shards after after an inflation is is perfectly fine. But my question still is, if I go and buy a pack and I'm ops forty two, I get X number of mats for a hundred dollars. Sure. But if the ops fifty goes and buys the exact same pack, love it. What are their mats compared to mine? And if and and if they're not getting like their their top milestone is forty four million, mine's twenty seven million. If they don't, if they're getting more than that percent increase in their packs on mats than me, then it's they it's more bang for their buck. They're getting a better ROI. I love and then it. The, milestones are not scaled love it that's my question i don't know the answer to that oh well allow me to provide you with said answer i love it putz thank you very much guys let's go back and look at any random event somebody pick an event from from july uh it can be whatever let's look at 
Tuvok's assignment number one. All right, let's go back to Thursday, July 13th. All right, Thursday, July 13th, Tuvok's assignment number one. Looks like it was to kill Swarm. Kill Swarm. All right, we're going to go with you, Silvis. We're going to take a look at Ops 42, where your payout was, uh, let's say, in G4 Uncommon Crystal. Somebody write this down. G4 Uncommon Crystal, Ops 42, made 470 G4 Uncommon Crystal. Okay? That's Ops 42. Let's go up to Ops 50. Ops 50. Where they earned 478 four-star Uncommon Crystal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna use I'm gonna use this button a lot today. Maybe I should get an explosion sound for when your all's brains explode. That's what we're doing today, folks. We are diving deep into rewards payout because I saw so much of this yesterday, and I saw the charts, and I saw the I saw the 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 arguments about the math and the scaling and the being and, and being fair and all this stuff. And I'm here to tell you, guys. And, and, and you know, listen, I'll fight with you. I'll fight with you any day of the week. I mean, I'll fight for you any day of the week. I'll go to Scopely. I'll stamp my feet. I'll scream. I'll yell. I'll hiss. Okay? I will go like crazy when the math dictates it. When I'm talking about forbidden technology, when I'm talking about tear-up catalyst and protomatter, you know, guys, I'm fighting for you on that. I am, I am one thousand percent in your corner because guess what the math fails the math fails all right but when we're talking about actual mathematical calculatable formulas guys that this one they didn't miss on as a matter of fact this is probably also a piece that is confusing some people how many milestones in the Janeway uh, milestone, heroic, when it gave you 20 shards? Everybody knows. What is a typical milestone? How many levels? 2, 7, 14, 9, 11, 15? Typically 4. Typically 4. All right. So if you look at 4 milestones here for 7 of 9, even if you're looking that simply, Silvis, you might miss it. Because guess what? 4 milestones... Four milestones here for uh, seven of nine in the 42 bracket is only 11 shards. 11 shards is terrible. 11 shards is awful compared to 20, but it's not. They actually gave you one extra milestone in there because now the fifth milestone is where you're getting your 18 shards The fifth milestone is the 20% higher. So I'm going to take a very controversial position here for a moment, and I'm going to say, yo, free-to-play, and everybody complaining about this. Did you actually notice that by adding one more milestone, they gave you an opportunity at partial shard earning cheaper than normal? Whoa. What the crap? Isn't that crazy? There's five milestones. And I'm not talking about completing the five milestones. If you did the four for Janeway and you do the first five for seven of nine, you earned two shards less and you paid 20% more. Fair. That 
is expected. That is the straight line math. But what if, what if that player could only do, I don't know, let's call it 750,000 points. Silvis, let's pretend that you were dead ass broke going into weekend number two. And next weekend, you could... I am, I am going to be broken going into next weekend. Okay, perfect. Let's say that next weekend, you could only do 1 million points. We're going to call it even. You can only do 1 million points. No matter how hard you try, no matter what you scratch up, free to play, you can score 1 million points. That's it. Okay? Let's look at Janeway. 1 million points would have scored you two shards. One, and, and by the way, that's only one milestone completion, too, just as a, as a side note. One million points, two shards, one milestone. Here, with seven of nine, one million points actually hits the second milestone and would get you three shards. Now, I'm choosing this number on purpose, but just out of curiosity, but is that a better or worse, quote-unquote, cost per shard? That would be better. It's better. Now, you have to look and do the math and prepare because, Silvis, if you could only scratch out 1.5 million points, how many times have we looked at an event and we've figured out what we have to do to be the most efficient? I even remember Bubba saying on the show previously, I had to figure out how to spend only the number of materials that I needed without going over. You guys have said that before, right? Like, if I only need to spend 2,000 materials, but my ship component costs 7,000 materials, that's a waste of 5,000 materials. You guys have talked about that, right? How do we spend the number of materials that closely approximates what I need to spend to maximize my return. Yes? True? False? Fake news? You guys do that sometimes? I do that all the time, DJ. All the time. Guess what? Dekix does it all the time. So, if I was looking at this, Silvis, let's pretend that I could, in fact, do 1.5 million points. 1.5 million points next weekend. Okay. 1.5 million points. That's all I can do. I'm broke after that. All right. Let's take a look. Let's take a look at this milestone. But but should you, though? Exactly. Should you spend 1.5 million points, Silvis? Look at the milestone, guys. I'm going to put this specific milestone, this specific example in the graphics room so everybody can see it. If I can only do 1.5 million points here, what should I do? If I can only do, if I can only do 1.5 million points, what should I do? You should stop at the second milestone. <laughs> That's correct. I should only spend 737,000. 737,000. And if I am looking at Janeway, all right, which is going to be the second graphic in here, tell me for a spend of 737,000 materials, how many shards Janeway would have gotten? All right, here, I'll, I'll even label it. Top is seven of nine. Bottom is Janeway. If I could only spend 737,000 materials, how many shards of Janeway would I have gotten? How many shards of seven of nine would I get? Hmm. I know that there's an argument about cost per shard. No, no, you wouldn't get three in, honey. No, you wouldn't. Look at the Janeway, 737,000. That's only enough to hit the first milestone of Janeway. It would be two shards. 
two shards of Janeway, but you would get three shards of Seven of Nine. Okay? Now, Deckix is going to point out the obvious, which is, you know, listen, if you can only do 700,000 points, might be best to save it all anyway and go in on something else, right? I want to, I want to change gears here for just a moment. And I'm going to change this up to Ops 54, which is my level. And I want to look all the way at the top of the Milestone segment. Because Jules Verne and Blue Mandalorian and I were doing some nerd math on this last night on Twitch. Let me ask you guys, some of you deeper pocket players, some of you spenders, some of you people who are actually going to try to chase multiple tiers of 7 of 9 this month. I just put in the graphics room the top milestones at Ops 54 for 7 of 9. Top milestones for 7 of 9. Now, I did hear from some whales yesterday, uh, Jonathan Ingram, for example, who said, man, I can't wait for weekend number two. I am going for weekend number two. I'm going to complete it. On the other hand, I said last night, Silvis, there's no chance that I can actually do this again, I don't think. And, And crazy enough, for me... It's not about materials. It's actually about latinum. Okay? (laughs) It wasn't about the materials. It's about the latinum. All right? If I'm looking at this and thinking, man, I don't think I can do 45 million points next weekend. I don't think I can do 45 million points next weekend. I'm going to look at this mathematically. And I'm going to say, well, you know, look. We know there's 120 shards. Okay? which means up till the ninth milestone, we have 83 shards. We got 83 shards through the ninth milestone, the last 37 come in that top milestone. This is where planning comes in, isn't it, Dekix? This is where strategery, (laughs) this is where you look at your battle pass and you look at your gift chests and you look at your missions. How can you plan, Hunter? Well, that is a fair question because we don't know that this is returning. I'm kind of be honest with you. I'm super shocked that it showed up in the first place. They have not given me any indication that it won't be here, but they also won't verbatim and publicly quotable say it will be here in this same form. I got to be honest with you, though. Wouldn't they be crazy if they didn't? Wouldn't they be crazy if they didn't? They would. I'm sure this is driving a lot of Pexels. <laughs> well, Sal says they are crazy. You know what? They're crazy in a lot of ways. Not typically when it comes to making money, though, Sal. <laughs> all right. Not typically when it comes to making money. They're crazy about a lot of things, but when it comes to making money, they're all ears. <laughs> okay. So let's pretend. Let's just pretend for a second that this shows up for weekend number two and number three. Let's just pretend. That, that we know it's coming for weekend two and three. I don't think I could do 45 million points again. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're in my boat. If you say, God, I did it. Whew, God, that, that broke me. I don't, think, I don't think I could do it again. Silverhawk says, I don't think they could do it again. Hunter says, I can't do it again. Krusty says, I'm broke. G37 says, I'm broke. Shinzola says, not a chance. Captain Planet says, can't do it because of the latinum cost. Captain Bull says, I'm with ya. Pixelate, on the other hand, says, I'm going to do it again. Pixelate, just curiosity. Do you have what you need in your account to do it again? Or would you maybe have to spend a pack or two? Roger Workman says, I think I can do it again. 
All right. Wire Speed says, I think I could do partial next time, but I'm pretty tapped out. That's the point. Let's look at this strategically. Medic also has pointed out one, one part of his argument that I like. Okay, now he, he's arguing, he's railing against this thing. I'm here to tell you, at the end of the day, guaranteed investment for guaranteed return is never something I'm going to complain about. Period. Sorry, not doing it. I've been calling for this for years. Bubba Joe's been calling for this for years. This is a better model, period. Hands down. Sorry, not sorry. That being said, Medic does actually point out that the cost efficiency Silvas, the cost per shard is actually better in the upper milestones, right? Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Can you just skip the lower milestones and go to the top milestones? Of course not. They're incentivizing that. It's buy more, save more. Guys, go into your pack store right now, look at a $50 pack, and then look at a $100 pack. Are the contents doubled? Or are they a little bit higher? This is the Costco of auctions. So everything about Scopely is buy more, save more. Literally everything. Go, go back to your packs. Look in your packs. You compare a $50 pack side by side with a $100 pack, the $100 pack is going to give you more than 2x of the $50 pack. It has been that way since the beginning of time. They are pushing you. They're providing the value. Look at, look at uh, Amazon Coins, who's been sponsoring our show this month. Amazon Coins, they offer you 3% off if you, spend, uh, if you spend $100. But if you spend $400, they give you 5% off. All right? Now, if I know I'm going to use that money, what is better? Right? What is a better, quote, unquote, value to me if I know I'm going to actually spend that money? I'm going to take the bigger savings. Buy more, save more. Okay? So let's take a look now for you planners out there who might be thinking, man, I can't do this again. I can't do this again. I don't think that you have to. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to be able to. I'm right there with you. I'm not going to be able to because of latinum. But I'm looking here. 83 shards is what I can get if I do the first nine milestones. By the way, mathematically, the ninth milestone is only 67% of the entire milestone, meaning that I can save 33% of the material spend and still get 83 shards. FYI, cost per shard right there is actually better on the nine milestones than it is on the 10th, just FYI. All right, I can score 83 shards by doing 67% of the spend as compared to 120 shards for 100% of the spend, right? So if I was going to chase tier two, I believe that I am going to look at the ninth milestone one more time. Why wouldn't I split that up over two more weeks? Same reason that Medic is a little bit fussy. Because the cost per shard efficiency improves as you hit the higher milestones. If I wanted to get 80, if I wanted to get 120 shards, okay, 120 more shards, I would have to do 26 or the eighth milestone, 26.7 million twice. That would give me 118 shards, and then there's some in the battle pass. That would give me enough for tier two. So let me ask you guys. 26.7 million points twice or 31.5 million points once. 
I think for the first time ever, we are seeing an efficiency that Karkin would appreciate. Karkin, you're on the stage. What's up, my man? How you doing? Karkin, you are a player that is infamous for railing against Scopely when they change the schedule because you don't play in all three auctions, do you? No. Generally, I'll figure it out which one I'm going to go in. You figure it out, and you go all in on one, right? Yeah. I think Scopely Usually says, the second one. I think Scopely is telling you, Karkin, right here and now, yo, that Karkin guy, he's actually a little bit smart. He's not just high all the time. He's not just high all the time. This guy knows strategery. I used to go in all of them and win all of them. Well, it's tough anymore, isn't it? It's tough. Yeah, you move move up and it gets harder. Guys, this event is giving you strategic choices. Look at the math. Do the math. Look at your account. Figure out what you can spend. And the great news is, Karkin, you don't have to worry about anybody else. It's just you. Right here and right now, assuming that this happens in weekend number two and weekend number three, which I will do my best to confirm for you. All right. I, I, I unfortunately can't today, but just for the sake of argument, pretend that this comes weekend two and number three and make a plan. Make a plan. Find the most efficient way for you to spend to get the shards that you need. Write it down. Right, Dekix? I'd be willing to bet Dekix has already done it. I'd bet you $5 Dekix has already formulated his plan. Look at that. He's smiling, grinning ear to ear. The answer to that is, heck yeah, I've already made my plan. Okay? So I hear you. All right? And when we're looking at cost per shard, just kind of bringing this thing full circle, I understand, you know, the $400 value, and I understand the cost per shard has technically gone up in materials per shard, but so has your sourcing of packs. So has your sourcing of events. And for the record, I said this earlier, and I didn't come back to it. My, my apologies. All right? Who does this hurt the most? It hurts the most to a free-to-play player immediately after an inflation does it hurt that free-to-play player two months after an inflation no because what's happened for those two months the events have been rewritten yeah you got it for those two months they've been getting picked the, up the materials that's that right period. you've been getting the increase in events all right you've been getting that increase in events it's a double whammy for my friend joker oh poor joker you know, normally, normally he just likes to be fussy. This time, he legitimately has a reason. Not Scopely's fault, FYI Joker, just a victim of circumstance. Free to play. Inflation happened 10 days ago, so he hasn't had a chance to earn from materials yet, uh, earn from events yet, and he went from Ops 34 to 35. Poor guy. All right? So his bracket changed from 34 to 35, and his, now fortunately, fortunately that increase didn't go up, but like 10,000 points. So what is that? Uh, 10,000, 1,000, 100 materials. So Joker, I, I'm actually going to excuse that one. Your material, your uncommon material requirement only went up by 100, so you could absorb that. But, but, 
if he was complaining about the fact that he hasn't had time to accumulate that 20% inflation through events, then he would actually have a valid point. Now, that's not to say that we're going to complain. That's not to say that we're going to go back to Scopely and say, no, don't do inflations because we've got to have them. That's how the game survives. But it is an unfortunate situation of timing for free-to-play immediately after an inflation. So if all my hoarded mats are still on the previous cost efficiency. Like exactly. Everything so you've losing. hoarded up, everything you've accumulated. Now, granted, you still have them in the bank. You can check it out anytime you want, right? But you're right. They are in, in dollars and cents words. In dollars and cents words, they're actually worth 20% less dollars and cents. You see what I'm saying? But you still have them. It's still there. It's like the stock market dropping a little bit, Karkin. You can still pull it out and have more cash, right? But it wasn't worth what it was a month ago. Fair. That's fair. That is the only... Like when an American goes to Canada with their money, it's just, not really, worth <laughs> it's just not worth as much. And that's the reality of this. That is the only argument that makes sense and why I wanted to come way, out sorry. and teach on this today. Okay, we, we wanted to talk all about Janeway. All we've done is talk about economy and value and, and, and shard count and all this stuff. And I'm here to tell you, the math is sound. The math is sound. Now, Mimi, this is, this is the same question. Right? What would it cost to actually complete this milestone? If I were paying packs for 100% of it, what would it cost? This is a great question. It's a great question. Somebody says $1,500. Nope. <laughs> now, it's probably not going to be 400 But guess what the math says? The math actually does say 400 You want to know why? Go in. Find a pack, find a pack, take all of the materials, by the way, not just G4, not just G5, but all of them. Calculate out their points, and it'll come to $400, okay? And it does depend on the pack. You can't choose any pack, Captain Planet, all right? Typically, Bubba Joe and I have found that they typically – We'll go back and reference like a research, a standard research pack or a standard building pack. All right. You can't even do it with ship packs anymore. Tritanium is the hardest one to figure out because uh, especially G4 Plus, you've got specialty ship packs. All right. So you got to go back. You got to go back and look at like those core packs from the, from the very beginning. Those are the ones that really get the most inflation anyway. All right. That's the ones you got to go back and kind of check. And I'd be willing to bet you add up all the points, all the materials, three, four, and five star, sum them all up. Multiply them out by the points you get in the event. It'll be 400 bucks or close to it. It might be five. Could be six. Could be seven. Probably not seven. <laughs> Oliver says, could be seven. Probably not. Usually, we've seen Strike Team be worth $600. We've seen the Tribble be sold for $400. They can be typically four to 600 bucks. I, I, I think this one's going to fall right around four, between four and five. Okay. And so that's, that's correct. This math is sound. I know it looks shocking, right? Everybody's got sticker shock. That's the problem. Everybody's got sticker shock on this. But I'm here to tell you, it's the exact same price. 
It's just for, it's concentrated into one milestone that actually sources 120 shards in a singular event, which is amazing. This, you, call it a Kobayashi Maru event. Call it a Kobayashi Maru. The, the more you spend, the more reward you get. Again, why do we like Kobayashi? It's guaranteed. Guaranteed rewards for guaranteed investment. Call this a Kobayashi. Maybe if it makes you feel better, pretend that the milestone starts over when you get to the top. It doesn't, by the way, but you could pretend that. Spend as much as you want. Do it efficiently, right, Dekix? Do it efficiently and maximize your rewards. Dekix says, well, the milestone. Go ahead, uh, DJ, while you were talking... Uh, while you were talking there, I went in and looked at my station packs that I had available. And I actually have an ultra station, a pack that I just totaled it up. It has, let's roughly say, 50, uh, 50K in uh, materials. Uh, and doing the math out, that's about 55 uh, or 5.5 million in points. Wait, so that's um, only so one pack? One pack. No, 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 no. It would take the, the by my math, it would take uh, three and a half packs to finish my milestone. <laughs> Man, it's crazy when DJ's math actually holds. Crazy, just crazy. All right, we got to take a break um, because I do want to actually get in to seven of nine. Okay, I know, Dekix, even a blind squirrel finds a nut now and then. Let's get into 7 of 9. Where is she good? How is she working? Let's break it out on the other side of the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. On this, the, the breaking news edition of Talking Treg, while 7 of 9's auction and uh, SMS are actually live, you'll have a chance to listen. We're going we're gonna to slam it up on podcasts so that everybody has a chance to listen before the end of this event. Here is everything you need to know. On 7 of 9 here on the stage of Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast will return after a word from our sponsors. Hang on. Yo, what's up, Commanders? Great news about PvPTarget.com. You've known for a while that it exists and has some great reference tools regarding PvP banding and common crew loadouts, but they've recently launched brand new tools on the site, including a brand new cargo calculator page as well. This isn't your typical max cargo style calculator, but a brand new, unique tool that identifies the timer until you go over cargo. The game timer might tell you how long to zero the node, but how long until your miner is at risk? You can find out now by using the brand spanking new cargo calculator at pvptarget.com. Hey folks, more of that shameless self-promotion. Twitching Trek had a big goal set out for July, and you guys smashed it. We are 33% of the way towards our huge promotional giveaway in the month of October, and if you're just hearing about it, well, find out more. Visit us on our Twitch page and subscribe to the channel using a simple Tier 1 recurring sub for $4.99 or less, and be automatically entered to win your share of up to $2,000 worth of game packs in the month of October. Plus, witness irresponsibility and shenanigans along the way. Twitching Trek needs your help reaching 350 tier one or higher subs for august and september to hit goals so visit our page today and win big with twitching trek and ultimate djsplays.com 
No purchase necessary. See official rules on Discord for details. Today's show brought to you in part by the Musgrove Trial Firm in Georgia. Have you suffered personal injury in Georgia? You need a buddy. Give Buddy at the Musgrove Trial Firm a call. 678-226-1994. Visit them online at musgrovetrialfirm.com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from New Spay and Wash, the pre-wash stain remover and home pet neutering kit. It's the newest compilation that's selling out everywhere. White House Records presents Joe Biden's Sun Songs. Maybe bad news about Hunter. He cheats taxes like nobody else. Music so good, it's like a drug. Don't let my son smoke crack on me. Because then he gets naked. It always winds up on TV. 12 father-son anthems reworked for the nation's first family. Joe Biden's Sun Songs. When you're getting clean, son, I don't know when. He might get too high again. Yeah, might get way too high. Yeah. politics and religion, it would be less controversial than Scopely economy. <laughs> that might be true. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Appreciate you guys being here on the stage of Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast on uh, what I wanted to be an abbreviated show today, uh, but it doesn't look like it's panning out that way so far, Rip. But I- I've got to go. Like We have to be out of here uh, in like 40 minutes. Like I have to be. be- because why? I can't hear anyone. Oh, you can't hear? Let me turn up your headphones. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Say hi, hi to Oliver DJs hanging out. Hi, Oliver. Hi. Howdy. The reason why we have to leave in 45 minutes is because I have ba- travel ball practice. Yeah, we got baseball practice. Fall ball's kicking up. Time to go smack some more baseballs, isn't it, buddy? Are you excited? Don't make noises. God, you just, like, random, just want to come out, get on the mic, not even really talk, just make noises, right? Well... Yeah. It's, a, it's a one in 50 chance. A one in 50? You mean like a 50 out of 50? No, one in 50. No, it's definitely not one no, out of 50. A, no, if it's one out of 50, then then we've got the most anti-Scopely RNG no, no, ever. But it's it's one out of five of me talking. One out of 50 of you talking? Yeah. Uh, that's also very, very off. It, well, I don't really talk that much in videos. I, you really talk... Almost all the time all over me when I try to talk. I'm offended by this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm offended by this right here. 
I don't talk over you all but, all the time. But we always getting ready. We always thinking about um doing um um a vlog channel. Yes, yeah, you were talking to people about that. Yeah. You want to do, do a vlog. He wants to start making a vlog. A vlog channel. What do you want to record? Just curious. Um, I'm just going to record me riding on my hoverboard. You're going to ride a hoverboard and you're going to record it? Yeah. And that's what you want to you put up there? Okay. But that's not all. You also have to be talking while doing a vlog, and it's pretty hard to do that. Oh, okay. So it takes a lot of skill. A bogger. <laughs> A blogger, a vlogger. You want to be a vlogger, a kitty vlogger. Look, Dekic says I'd watch that. Look at that. Dekic says I'd watch it. J JB says you don't own a hoverboard until you've seen this one from 1988. There's Isn't that no awesome? way that's real. There's no way that's real. Oh, yeah, it was on TV. It was from Back to the Future. That's real. Back to the Future, ain't, it's a movie. It's not yeah, actually... all movies are real. You didn't know that? No, they ain't. Yeah, Jurassic Park actually happened. Yeah, that was in like 20,000 years ago. There were not theme parks 20,000 years ago. I'm talking... Well, dinosaurs were alive that long ago. Yeah, that's probably true. I'm trying to, I'm trying to trip him up. Got 20,000. Yeah, I'm trying, Zell. I'm trying to trip him up. All right, listen, say bye. We've got more stuff to do, and then we've got to go to practice. Bye! Oh my! Oh God! <laughs> Headphones. Ow! Oh, thank you, Th thank you, thank you for that. All right. Yeah, I know the ears. Oh God! Ouch! All right. Uh, listen, we've spent. Get out of here. Go get your socks on and get ready. All right, we've spent a lot of time talking. Uh, is it ninety here? No, not today. Actually, crazy enough, we've got a little bit of rain today. Uh, oops, oops, oops. Wrong button. I'm calling somebody. Sorry. Uh, okay. What we have right here. Man, it's close. It's 84, all right? It's 84 here right now. Gosh, I didn't realize it was that hot. No wonder it's hot in here. Goodness gracious. I'm going to open the, open the door so I can get some air. All right, so listen, we spent the entire first show talking about the justification, if you will, uh, of this SMS. And, and when I say justification, I'm even going to talk about defend, uh, defending this solo milestone because, because, again, I know, I hear you. Is this something that free-to-play can do Three times a month, 12 months a year. Silvis, answer the question. Can it? Can it happen? No. Absolutely not. No. It's not going to happen that way, folks. All right. Like once every two months. You know. Once a month, maybe, at, at, at the most. I would say that if you spent on nothing else ever, you could probably, you might be able to stretch and do it once a month. Now, this is crazy, Countville. Let, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. $5 per event, right? Ish. Ballpark. Ish. It depends on how engaged you are in other loops. True. It also depends on where you are with research and things like that. I'm probably safely going to say that you could do it every two months. All right? I it would take 80 events to get to a $400 value. So Hey, good math, Pods. Thank you for that. Do you know, how, you many, do you know how many events show up in one calendar month uh-oh uh-oh mimi says 40 oh no oh gosh guys 40 really you want to go back to the days of one or two events a day <laughs> whoa it's hunter says it does change and you're correct it does the variable number is roughly 100 we've seen as much as 130 
we've seen as few as 90. For the record, I've been tracking events for almost a year and a half. The smallest, most desolate month was in the 80s. Crazy. Now, this particular month, it's hard to predict so early. Okay, it's hard to predict this so early. Um, I, I agree with you guys. Loot, event store loot feels a little bit slow to start. Um, I have been assured that it's going to be pretty typical, so we're going to continue to track. But, yeah, it's not pacing out so far, so far, okay? Um, but, but we'll continue to keep track of it. I am tracking, all right? I am watching, and you know I also do an event count as well. And Captain Planet says not every single event gives $5, and you're correct. Actually, technically, every event does give $5, but it's not always in materials is kind of what you might have been saying, Captain Planet. Sometimes it's in this currency or that currency or some other currency. So I'm going to say, yeah, just with resources and materials, you could probably do this once every two months. For example, Linolan writes in the chat, as a 47, this game sources me almost 200,000 four-star materials per month as a free-to-play. It does require a ton of effort, admittedly, all right? But 200,000 is his number, Free to play in a monthly basis. It's interesting what he says right there. Okay. Dekic says, uh, I think doing two a month is a stretch, but I'll math it out later. Uh, wait, you mean 200 or do you mean two of these milestones? Because I don't think people, I don't think a free to play could do it twice. Probably not. My point is, is that you probably, probably, depending on your strategy and depending on your savings and your engagement, if, if Dekix wanted to do one of these a month, I bet he could. Free to play. I bet he could do one a month. I think, I think doing one every two months is certainly possible. Uh, once a month for only the most astute of strategic spenders and savers and hoarders, uh, probably. But... Let's just say it's one every two, or maybe one every three. That is not wildly unlike the model that we talked about in October of 21. Just throwing that out there. Now, listen, I don't want to do another segment here. Okay? I don't want to do another segment on, on the spend. I want to actually talk about the data. I want to talk about Seven of Nine and her actual ability. Because last night, I did, in fact, unlock this beloved character. Okay, I did. I, I went, I did all the craziness. I spent all the materials. I was stressing out. And yes, admittedly, I actually spent money. Crazy enough, it wasn't for the materials. <laughs> you had to it, buy the Vault of Latinum. Uh, well, I didn't buy the Vault of Latinum. But yes, I did buy packs yesterday with the purpose of obtaining Latinum. Guys, I spent uh, 13 million latinum yesterday. 13 million latinum. And I know some of the bigger whales are going to be like, <laughs> that's cute, DJs. All right? Like, like Jonathan Ingram showed me he has, I think, like 60 million lat. Um, I'm not there, okay? I don't, I don't spend like a 60. I spend more than, than a lot of players, admittedly, but I still don't spend like an op 60. I didn't have 60 million lat. I had roughly 7 million lat going into yesterday. I had to buy three packs to get the loot 
uh, or to get the latinum that I needed to finish my plan yesterday. All right. Yes. I supported Scopely in this awful heroic. I think that's big. What? I think that's big. It's a big amount. It is. It is a large amount. Yeah, 13 million. Lat- it's a large amount to me. Okay. <laughs> latinum, guys. All right. Now, granted, not everybody is going to have the same problem with latinum. All right. Why was why, why did I have a problem with latinum? Because I did the majority of my spend with research. Okay. And so speed ups and common conversion was a big problem for me. Speed ups and common conversion. Now, if you're dumping into a ship, maybe you don't need a bunch of latinum, but you can only dump into so many ships. And, you know, I noticed this last night. Ironically, you know, we were all talking about and praising these primes for parts and materials. That's great. Okay, my, my, my dollar goes further now, <laughs> but it is also significantly harder to finish one of these milestones, all right? Meaning that it's going to cost more in credits, more in speed-ups, more than Latina, more in Latinum and all this stuff because you're going to be building more ships. You're going to run out of, you're going to run low on parts. You're going to run low on shipyard space. Uh, listen, if, if I'm an analytical genius over there at Scopely, a second scrapper is going to be coming here real soon. Just throwing that out there, okay? Um. I, I or a or a ship hangar expansion a ship hangar expansion something listen uh no captain planet I'm not complaining that the ships are too cheap but I'm saying the strategic investment for an auction has definitely changed for example for example yesterday I um I tiered and maxed seven G3 epics and I didn't come close to finishing. G3 epics, mind you, and I did not even hit halfway of my milestone. Okay? And CCS Audio says, I want to know what packs I can buy to get 10 million lat. You can't. Even at Ops 54, um, even at Ops 54, I think the most latinum I could get was 1.6 million. Okay? So... Uh, now, listen, Dekix, it's not epics or terrible value. First of all, they generate G4. Second of all, I did it because I didn't, ha- I didn't have to spend any credits. I had blueprints for those, okay? I had the blueprints for them. So um, I, didn't, I didn't do it with blueprints. If I had to do it efficiently, I would have probably done it with, with 28 uncommons, okay? But um, credits, man, credits are going to become a thing here real soon. All right, and uh, and I just happened to have the blueprints for those because of my armada chest, so I didn't have to spend any credits. All right, <laughs> but then also for the same amount of material spend, you're going to be building a heck of a lot more twenty-eight ships in an epic ship. Well, that's true. My shipyard's going to get fuller. Scrapyard is going yeah. to be more tied up, and I'm spending more in latinum for ship XP. Okay, so uh, now listen. You can buy credits with lat, but Dekix, I just said, my biggest bottleneck yesterday was lat. <laughs> All right? I'm crazy enough. I'm going to have to start being careful. Scopely has encouraged me now to be a little bit more conscious, not just of resources and materials, but now of latinum? Is it possible that latinum can possibly become a valued currency again? Interesting. Now, Again, we're, we're still talking about economy. I want to move to the benefits of 7 of 9. So, Bubba Joe said on the Talking in Cars with DJ's episode that 7 of 9 was the third piece 
to what looked like a very effective Armada crew. He was referring to Chicote as Captain Janeway on the side and Seven of Nine on the other side. So naturally, that is what we tested last night. All right? Here is what we found. And by the way, this is very unique to me. This is very unique to me. I think that my selection of ships also had a lot to do with this. And from a general perspective, I do think that uh, this is an amazing crew. Again, for players who don't have anything better. What I mean by that is players who are joining the game, players who are relatively new up and coming, players that may not have Deep Space Nine maxed out, players that may not have Miles O'Brien specifically maxed out, players that may not have 5 of 11 high, high enough tiered, okay? Because what we found is when we ran Chakotay Janeway 7, it was a phenomenal crew. Phenomenal. Stand up. Straight out of the box. My Chakotay, uh, just to give uh, players a point of reference, my Chakotay, uh, because of amazing sourcing in his opening month, my Chakotay is Tier 3. Janeway is Tier 1. 7 of 9 is Tier 1. And no, crazy enough, Dekix, I didn't get less loot. You want to know why? Because I was able to take my ships and punch up ridiculous as a matter of fact i took my g4 rare coronar i took my g4 epic tribune and i took my g5 uncommon uh corvus and last night on camera decades i killed level 60 vanguards with no support no cerritos no defiant no titan no exos no cloaks Nothing. Nakey. Just me and my toys. Just me and Seven of Nine and Chakotay and Janeway. It was just a nice, quiet little night. Okay? Nothing. We were all just nakey now. Uh, point of uh, content, were you running Tom Paris on that ship below deck to get mitigation? I was. But my Tom okay. Paris... My Tom Paris is Tier 3 at this current time. Okay? Just Tier 3. My Belana Torres is Tier 4. So, and, and BLT, I'll, I'll tell you, I didn't rely on her because you got to have Holbreed, so I still use Lorca. But I did use Tom Paris. By the way, great question, Putz. We experimented with the effectiveness of Tom Paris. All right? I used Tom Paris with X number of stats. And then I increased those stats by only 20,000 points. And I say only, but, I mean, I, I've got big officers. I, I literally, I added in one office. Well, one officer. Okay, one defensive officer, and it went up 20,000 points. But what I'm here to tell you is that made a difference. Against that level 60 Vanguard, it made a difference of 15% in my mitigation. Wowzers. Tier 3, Tom Paris, 20,000 extra stats. I think we started at 40-something thousand, and then we went to 60,000. So 20,000 extra stats made a difference of 15% against a level 60 
Vanguard. By the way, just to give you guys some points of reference, the statistics on that Vanguard were 8 million Shield, 6.7 million Dodge, and 7.4 million Hull hell, or uh, whole plating. Millions and millions of statistics. And Tom Paris with 20,000 extra defensive stats made a difference of 15%. It's big. What is he at tier three? Tier three, Tom Paris uh, below deck is 300% of defense. 300% of defense. So here's what we ran with. We started with Chicote, Janeway, and seven of nine. Of course, we did run Tom Paris under deck. And then uh, that was on my Corvus, my big ship. Then I took the Tribune where I ran Cisco Miles Giorgio, and this is another variable in my testing. What I'm giving you right now, guys, is what I used. It's a good starting point for you because there are variables, right? My research is crazy. I'm a G5 player. I've got a Tribune. Uh, Tribune does absolutely throw a monkey wrench into this whole thing because you got to have burning, right? But it also improves shots. Ridiculous. So the Tribune is definitely a little bit of a wild card. You're going to have to tinker with that if you do or do not own a Tribune. But I ran Cisco Mod. Miles Giorgio on the Tribune to get my burning, to get extra shots. And then I ran 5-6 Lorca, 5-6 Lorca on the Coronar. Did great. I killed a level 60 Vanguard with no boosts. That's the crew that I used. Level 60, uncommon, Vanguard, Nike. I was very, very impressed. What is a Vanguard Forgotten Shields? There's two different levels of 60. Okay? There's two different levels of 60 over in Bajoran space. We were doing Jem'Hadar solo or Dominion solos. All right? There's two different level 60s over there. Actually, you're right, Retro. There's actually three levels of 60. Uh, I hit the level 60 uncommon Vanguard, which I think is the one in the middle, right? You've got 60 epic regulars. Then you have 60 uncommon Vanguards. And then I think 60 rare Vanguards, or is it a 60 epic Vanguard? Are there three Vanguards? I can't remember. I've never been able to hit a Vanguard before, so I've never, I've never messed with it. Oh, that's right. There's Dreadnoughts as well. See, I, 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 I don't... I don't remember. So wait, there's 60 regular, 60 Vanguard, and then 60 Dreadnought. I have never even been able to kill a 60 Vanguard. I have been able to do a 60 regular with all the boosts. All the boosts. But I've never been able to scratch a Vanguard. And last night I did it naked with 7 of 9. Interesting, right? Crazy. At that point, I'm immediately thinking, holy bonkers! Seven of nine is everything I wanted her to be. But then we started looking at the log. We started looking at the log, and we started looking at some of the math, and, we, and then we saw what the Tribune was doing. Don't forget, the Tribune had uh, burning, and it had miles. Okay? So the Tribune was v- performing very well. The synergy to Chakotay was phenomenal. He was doubling the shots. He was 100% because I had full synergy. So my Corvus was getting double shots as well. All right. Plus, we had hull breach from the Coronar. So I had, lots of, I had lots of big criticals going off. I always had hull breach because I also had cis, or I had, um, um, uh, 
do we have, yeah, we got Chicote's officer ability with a crit build over there. Okay, his captain's maneuver was the extra shots. Officer ability was his uh, uh, crit build. So we had crit build going over there, and we had hull breach from the coronar. So we had some nice big fat crits going off. And we had double shots. Now, the auger wasn't double shots. The auger was like quintuple, septuple shots. But it's also a smaller ship than a Corvus, right? Okay, it's a smaller, smaller ship than a Corvus. So uh, then, then uh, the third ship just ran five, six, and Lorca. All right. Now, that was my smallest one going up against a 60 Vanguard. Obviously, it died, right? It died. Fortunately, though, it survived till round nine of a 10-round battle because my concern there would have been, my concern there would have been um, that it would have died too fast. Okay. My concern would have been that it, it, it would have died too fast, and then I would have lost my whole breach. Okay. So, um, sorry, I'm going to take care of that. Got you guys. Egon, thank you. Have a nice day. Anyway, Thanks, so. CJ. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I was watching it. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, so I was worried about. Five six is survivability on a Corey against the 60 because I needed that to survive with my hull breach. Fortunately, battle went 10 rounds. Uh, it survived nine, and Lorca's a three-round proc, so I did maintain my hull breach the entire time. We're thinking Eureka. We've got it. All right? She's beautiful. She's amazing. She's packing a punch. Big time! Seven of nine. Everything. I, at that moment in time, I did not regret spending 45 million points. For the Actually, record. Actually, DJ. Yeah. Lor Lorca is two rounds. Oh, I thought it was three. Is he only two? Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, sorry, my bad. Okay, fine, two. I thought it was three. Okay, two rounds, whatever. But he still died in nine, got the beginning of the round proc, died in nine, and I killed it in ten. So then we started looking at this log, and we're like, well, the critical damage build was certainly visible. Okay, she's 80%. We figured that my critical damage bonus was 315, so basically she's getting me up to... 400% critical damage. It was definitely visible. We could see it. But then we got to thinking. 80% boost on a critical. That's what I would have gotten. Now, let's assume for a minute that all shots are criticals, which is not the case. But let's just assume for a minute all shots are criticals. 80% boost to criticals is going to take me from 3.2 to 400%. All right, it's a net gain of about 20%. Fair? Everybody in agreement? Net damage gain of 20%. Interesting everywhere it matters. Hey, can somebody give me the quote-unquote net gain of doubling a shot? Uh-oh. <laughs> it, it depends on uh, mitigation, doesn't it? Fair. Sure it does. Sure it does. But, I mean, we're talking I mean, about... If you do it by percent, but if, if we're comparing percent, apples and apples, Putz, we're comparing apples yeah. and apples, I went from 320% damage output to 400% damage output. So if we're looking at it pre-mitigation, all right, it was 20% total damage output. Mitigation doesn't matter in this particular sense because we are looking at it pre-mitigation. 320% critical damage to 400% critical damage. 
except a double shot is significantly more than 20%. It's 100%, right? So we got to tinkering, and we decided that we were going to try. I'm so sorry, seven of nine. We decided we were going to try Chakotay Janeway Miles. But that really messes up my Tribune crew. I've got Cisco. I've got uh, George O there, so I'm getting extra shots. So I decided that we would run Bashir there, and then later we ran another test with seven of nine there. Okay? We ran another test with seven of nine there, and we ran Bashir. Now, do we remember Cisco's captain's maneuver? Cisco's captain's maneuver of mitigation. Mitigation. Right? Yes. What's his officer ability? Crit chance every round. Crit chance. So Bashir gonna fast forward that. Definitely. But I am getting ten rounds of crit build with Cisco. Can somebody tell me what Cisco's crit chance would be after ten rounds? Uh, sorry, it he, depends on your tier. It does depend on tier. I'm at tier four. I'm at tier four, so I'm at 8%, so I'd be at 80%. But everybody has a native, everybody has a base crit chance, right? So probably by six to seven, around uh, six, seven, I'm pretty much at 100% crits. Okay? Now, Bashir's going to get me there three rounds faster. That is something I'm going to have to consider. It could be a sacrifice. Three rounds of 100% crits. But we decide to uh, go with Bashir once and then do seven of nine once on the Tribune. Now, I don't have any synergy. I got Cisco. I've got Giorgio, and now I've got seven of nine. All right? Crazy enough, seven of nine, because of the sheer magnitude of shots that the Tribune was firing, she was beast mode right there. And further, because I stacked Miles shot doubling on top of Chakotay's shot doubling. And let's not forget that Miles can stack on himself round after round. You guys, and just in case anybody hasn't done the math, if you have the best procking luck, all right, by, by the way, Miles maxed is a 50-50 chance to proc, but it only lasts for three rounds. If you got three rounds in a row, three rounds in a row of a Miles proc on top of a Chakotay proc, you're at 470% of your shots in round number three. <laughs> Joker says there's only about a 12.5% chance of that. You know what? Those aren't, aren't horrible odds. Okay? I mean, really, truthfully, 300, I'm sorry, 470% total shots on your biggest ship, Corvus, in my case. Biggest ship, more shots. Now, let's, let's talk about this. And this is where Putz came in, and he was talking about the mitigation. I think he was like five minutes early on this. But let's talk about that mitigation, Putz, because let's talk about the entire crew. First of all, I'm running Chakotay with one side of synergy, so I'm at 70%. I've got Miles, who is at the very least 100%, pretty much guaranteed after round one. And he could be as high as 200 to 300%. Right? Depending on my luck. But for the most part, starting in round two, he's practically a guarantee of, a, of 100%. So, 
let's assume that my average increase in shots, just let's just call it 200% on average out of 10 rounds. We've got Janeway there. What is Janeway doing on the sidecar, guys? Remind me, please. Janeway at Tier 1 in an officer slot is doing what? Gives you X percentage to isolate cascade. That's damage. right. 10% against non-player hostiles and armadas. 10% isolytic damage. Hey, Putz. Now, this is some deep math. We're not going to go into actual mathematical figures, but Putz... If I'm tripling the number of shots, if I'm looking at a 200% shot bonus, so that's total, triple the total number of shots, and I got Janeway over there giving me 10% unmitigated isolytic damage, what's happening to my overall damage output? It, to the hull, it's going, it's going through the roof. Um, you are, you are penetrate like, like if you did the numbers of this is how much I'm throwing and this is how much is going away. And this is how much is going to the hall. That percent to the hall is going through the roof. Um, and the higher the mitigation that your opponent has, the more Janeway is effective. That's right. The larger your target, if we're talking about a punch up mechanic, the larger the target the more effective Janeway is because it will naturally mitigate you harder on your standard damage. So that might actually mean that Miles is slightly less effective against a target. But is Miles, I mean, obviously we're getting more standard damage there, but what is the actual truth about Miles when he's with Chakotay and even Chakotay's officer or his captain's maneuver? When we're talking about extra shots, what are we actually aiming to do here, Putz? If we've got Janeway on that other side of the bridge over there, what are we actually doing when we're trying to increase shots? Make the fight shorter. Not only that, but we're increasing our overall isolytic output, which bypasses yeah. all mitigation. So, unfortunately, what I found last night is sadly that 7 of 9 is not the perfect third officer for Chakotay and Janeway. It does remain Miles. However, however, she is still out of the box ridiculous. Which then led me to think, Putz, well, who then would intentionally choose the second best crew? Right? Who's going to choose the second best crew? Well, there's a couple of people. Okay? A couple of people are going to do that. One, Joker has a really good idea here. What about younger players? Players that don't have a bunch of extra shots. Players that are flying around in G3 ships where pretty much every weapon just fires one shot. Now, granted, Miles and uh, Chakotay are still going to get you to three shots. But you got it, Benny Hill. Newer players. Because... Newer players, this is going to be their standard. If they don't have DS9, this is their standard. Hands down, period, out of the box. Out of the box, this crew let me punch up two levels of solo with no boost. It was a significantly cheaper one to run. Okay? So... So we're looking at who the target audience here is for 7 of 9. Absolutely younger players who don't have another meta, don't have another standard. What else? 
One other subset of player that this really, really serves. And by the way, Stars, we haven't even talked about PVP, which, by the way, she's lights out. But we're talking about Armadas, okay? In Armadas, what about those of you running two? Need the second crew, right? Need the second crew. And I might add that Bubba Joe accurately points out it's only if loot is not the most important thing to you. And I am going to point you to rare formation armadas, and we've kind of discussed this on the last show. Are those rare nanotechs the most important thing? Like, I mean, is loot bonus really, really helping you out with with nanotech over there? I might argue that 5 of 11 is okay to drop against a rare formation armada because the improvement of nanotech from from the formation base armada itself is like, four, maybe six nanotech. It's very small. So why not why not punch it harder? And I think yes. it also depends on what other ships are going to the Armada. If you're if you're riding the whale tail per se, then you might just want to use that loot crew. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're riding whale tail, go get all the loot you can because it doesn't matter what you bring. I had somebody show up to my formation armada the other day. He said, man, listen I can't get any decent ship there. Can I show up in Voyager? I just would like to get some loot and get some points for the event. I said, yeah, by all, by all means. Come on. I said, bring a loot crew. Bring Voyager, bring Amalgam, whatever Fisha, whatever he was that he brought. I said, bring the maximum amount of loot crew that you can get and bring your biggest ship that can get here. I don't care if it has combat capabilities or not. Bring a miner if that were the case. Bring a Nova. I don't care. Bring the biggest ship that you can and bring max loot because I'll be able to kill it. So you're right. If you're riding whale tail, loot, sure, go ahead with that. But if you are the leader of that armada, if you are trying to focus on power to make sure you kill this thing, then this is a, a pretty daggone good crew. And yes, seven of nine is wildly valuable. She's just not the best if you've got five years history in this game. You got Cisco close to maxed. You got Miles O'Brien maxed, which come out of the Bajoran loop uh, from Deep Space Nine. If a player wasn't playing then, they don't have those things. If a player's not able to go, if a player's not 40 plus, he can't even get access to all the sourcing for Cisco. Because 40 plus is where the rare and the epic starts showing up for solos. So what if you got an Ops 35 who doesn't have any meaningful progress on Miles or Cisco? Seven of nine is out of the box, bang up good. But it did get me scratching my head last night, Putz. How do I justify 45 million points for an officer who's second place? Right? Can anybody answer that for me? Star Ocean, could you justify 45 million points and multiple packs for lat? Can you justify that for an officer who's second place? Huh. Interestingly enough, today we have a PvP event. So I decide to call up my good old buddy, Wardod. I set my ships out in space, and Wardod came over. He, he came a knocking, just like I knew that he would. And he's a good old reliable guy. Uh, guys, here's what I ran. I was running Corvus with my modified makeshift Explorer Strike Team. This is what I run. I've found vast amounts of success with it. And you'll see my Tier 5 G5 Uncommon Corvus. Granted, it does have triangle advantage. But you'll see it zap 
the triple-powered Tier 5 G5 Rare Sanctus. Now, granted, he's also running a stupid crew. I joked with him about that. He said, I didn't have time to switch out. I knew I could kill you. And he did. But it did do a little bit of a number on that ship. Further, I decided to look into the battle log and see Seven of Nines combined capability with all of my other artifacts that were isolytic. Okay? So when we're talking about isolytic artifacts, we're talking about um, O'Brien's dartboard. Oh, no, wait, that's defensive. Sorry. Picard's, uh, nope, that's PVE. Daggone it. Uh, Nope, that's defense. Daggone it. Defense, defense. Here we go, finally. Board Queen remains. Nope, don't have that unlocked. Crap. Talking about Captain Proton, the Blade of Takan. Oh, the, maybe I'm just talking about the metal. real simple uncommons that are being sourced phenomenally. Isolated damage while on an explorer with morale. Well, what do I have? If I've got my modified strike team up there, do I have 100% morale? Pretty dang on close. I'm pretty sure it's 90%. Yep. 90% morale. Take a quick peek at this. That is a Corvus throwing a critical shot, no hull breach, throwing a critical shot of 6 million with 1.3 million unmitigated isolytic. Wow. As a matter of fact, you can see the little calculator right there. 22.3% isolytic damage. Now, obviously, that didn't all come from 7 of 9. 7 of 9 gave you what? 12%? Gave you 12%? So that means Captain Proton and various other things gave me the rest of it. As a matter of fact, you know what? I must have had hull breach because my Captain Proton is not 10%. Let me double check. I'm going back to that log super quick. I'll be able to tell you. I'll be able to tell you super quick, and then we're going to have to get ready to take our break uh, or get ready to wrap up, rather. So that was round one. There, no. I had, oh, wait. Nope, that's morale. Had morale. Had seven of nine. Oh, isolytic cascade. Isolytic cascade. So she was 12% multiplied against the 5.4% and then added back to the 12%. That's right, Zandy. Seven is a net multiplier. That was on top of the 5.4% that I got from Captain Proton. 22.3%. Isolytic from a tier one, seven of nine. So, Star Ocean, should I, should I say that her primary function is below deck for PvPers? She's very, very stout there. I don't know if I want to pigeonhole her that way. All right? But she's very, very good below deck in PvP, even at Tier 1. And, again, depending on your situation, she is highly effective on the bridge out of the box, depending on your current crew, ship, and officer situation. She will end up being my second best behind Miles O'Brien. But if you don't have a Miles that's maxed or reliable, I mean, we have talked about lazy Miles in the past, right? We've talked about a lazy Miles. That can happen. 
Okay, if you're not satisfied with the production of your Miles O'Brien, 7 of 9 is pretty stout. What are you going to need? Let's go through some prerequisites super quick before we, before we get ready to bounce. If you're going to run Chakotay Janeway 7 of 9, there is an absolute must-have requirement. There's actually two of them, although they don't have to be on the same ship. The first one is going to be hull breach, okay? Hull breach, and that can be anywhere. That could be, you know, that could be if it's a solo armada. That could be on Lorca on a different bridge. If it's on your same ship as part of a group armada, it can be BLT under deck. Hull breach required. Number two has got to be mitigation then. Number two. Tom Paris. Tom Paris. Tom Paris might have just gotten more valuable than Belana Torres when it comes to this particular Armada crew. He is must have. Must have. Okay? Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, Tom Paris belongs with Seven of Nine, Chicote, and Janeway. If you're looking at your event store, absolutely. One. 100% of my event store loot investment this month is going in. And I was going to max Belana Torres. Now I'm, I'm leaning maybe towards Tom Paris. But no, 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 no. Then my brain kicks in. It's like, okay, no, I need 100% hull breach. It will be Belana Torres. I still think Belana Torres wins out. But I am, I am having a tug of war in my brain. But I still think 100% hull breach wins out. Zandy says, why not both? <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm- Paris is useful pre-max. Alana is only useful at max. There's your difference. You gotta go the I'm not going to say only useful. As a matter of fact, I noticed this. Guys, I'm going to make a daring claim. I'm going to make a daring claim. In a group armada, a formation armada, a regular FKR, a, Car- a Cardassian armada, whatever. In a regular group armada, I am going to ask you to hold your breath and clench your butt cheeks when I give you the following recommendation. Stop bringing Lorca. Just as an experiment, just as an experiment, everybody, everybody put Belana Torres under deck. Somebody give me the statistical uh, analytics of in one random round having, say, four Belana Torres is at 50% failing. What, what are the odds? If I'm not mistaken, I think the odds of that is only like, like 7.5%. Okay. And that's at a 50% BLT. If you've got a 60% BLT, it's even smaller. Okay? Ransusi, the odds of having four BLTs at 50% are probably, I would imagine, relatively strong since that's only Tier 3. Okay? That's only Tier 3 at 50%, right? Or is it 60%? I might even be, might even be giving her even more failure. Okay? That's only Tier 3. And, and honestly, the sourcing for that 1,000% exists. Oh, zero because there's no 50% value. Okay, thank you. Wirespeed says tier three is 30%. So what, tier four is 60? Tier four is 60? Okay. So, so somebody do the math on 30% times four. Not, not times four, but if you've got four Bellanas at 30%, what are the odds that she doesn't fire at all in any one round? Well, that's simple. We're going to do 0.7 times 0.7 times 0.7 times 0.7 is a 24% chance that she doesn't fire. Ugh. Those are a little bit stronger than the odds that I'm wanting to, uh, that I'm wanting to tinker with. 
So maybe right there we might still. But, you know, hopefully somebody else has. Hopefully somebody else has a, a 60% Bellana. Or maybe you're JB and you've already got a 100% uh, Bellana, and then it doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. But I'm going to say, uh, no, Torres does not stack. That's the point. Uh, she's only one round. So if you went with four, like let's say in a formation armada, you went with four tier three Bellanas under deck on any given round you've got a 24% chance of not having hole breach. Well, that's... Does the spot down bug affect her? Like, for example, if somebody showed up with a tier one and it procced and it was the first one that procced, does it turn all of the rest of the Bolanas that everybody else has down to, down tier to one. 10%? I don't know that there's a super way to test that. However, everywhere... I don't matters, know either, but that, that just jumped in my head. Everywhere matters says, no, it does not. Uh, we're not seeing any effect there. And usually that Spock down thing is usually statistic-based. This is proc chance-based, so no statistics are necessary. So the, that's the reason for that. That's a statistic thing. Um, and this is percentage proc chance. So, no, it's not going to trickle down. All right? Everywhere it matters says, you know what, DJ? Love your thought process. Been there, done that. Two tier threes and two tier fours takes that 24% and drops it all the way down to 7%. I can live with that. And, of course, hey, real quick, everywhere it matters, if I've got one tier five Bellana and three tier one Bellanas, what's the failure rate? <laughs> Trick question. One tier five Bellana, three tier ones. What's the failure rate? You got it, everybody. It's a 0% failure rate because the tier five Bellana is 100%. So I'm going to encourage our team, Karkin, to stop with the Lorca business in group Armadas. Well, that's how you can test if lower decks are being affected by stat bug. Have a max Bellana on the fifth person and see if the starter with you know a tier one if you're still getting your hull breaches. Yeah, but it looks like Everywhere It Matters has already done it, so you're good. Okay, well then. Yep. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Technically not a stat bug, it's more of a buff instance bug, whatever. Yeah, but, you know, kind of kind of that thing. Now, 0%. It's been labeled the stat or Spock down bug. So stat that's down, stat down. All right, there you go. All right, guys, 7 of 9. Is she worth 45 million points? Up to you. If you're a big PvPer, I'd say absolutely. If you're a newer player without a more solid Armada crew, then I would say absolutely. Um, and even for solos, I am going to use her. But she isn't going on my most powerful ship because there is nothing in this game, as Bubba Joe continues to point out, there is absolutely nothing in this game that compares to additional shots. When we return, we will wrap up this edition of Talking Trek Live uh, on the other side of the break. I've got to take this last break very quickly. On the other side, we're going to draw four names for battle passes. Don't go anywhere. You've got a chance to win coming up in seconds here on Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Hang on. You looking for ways to enhance your gaming experience inside Star Trek Fleet Command? Well, Surtail has the answers for your health and wellness needs, especially while gaming. Gummies to sharpen the mind when you can't come up with 14 words where three would do. Surtail is an independent distributor of all aerial products that you would need to improve your gaming experience. Surtail also distributes bath salts, CBD creams and oils, weight loss products, 
protein shakes, workout aids, Delta 8 gummies, and so much more. Message Surtail on Discord or go to crazybunch.org. Hey, folks, more of that shameless self-promotion. Twitching Trek had a big goal set out for July, and you guys smashed it. We are 33% of the way towards our huge promotional giveaway in the month of October. And if you're just hearing about it, well, find out more. Visit us on our Twitch page and subscribe to the channel using a simple Tier 1 recurring sub for $4.99 or less and be automatically entered to win your share of up to $2,000 worth of game packs in the month of October. Plus, witness irresponsibility and shenanigans along the way. Twitching Trek needs your help reaching 350 Tier 1 or higher subs for August and September to hit goal. So visit our page today and win big with Twitching Trek and UltimateDJsPlays.com. No purchase necessary. See official rules on Discord for details. Talking Trek is brought to you in part by MN Toy Posse. MN Toy Posse is the biggest and best Facebook page all about toys. Meet other like-minded individuals that share in your same interest. Have hard-to-find rare toys or know someone looking for your special piece of nostalgia. Old toys or new toys, hard-to-find toys, doesn't matter. With MN Toy Posse, you can find it, buy it, or sell it. Visit today at Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. That's Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse for the toy collector in all of us. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Carnivore Cruise Lines. Five days, six nights, and four half-starved leopards. On the next episode of Home Hustlers, newlyweds Keith and Sarah feel the economic squeeze. Mortgage rates are at 7%. Frankly, I'm really just losing interest. <laughs> That's kind of a funny joke. Fresh out of college, the couple take on the real world one major step at a time. I really thought I'd be set double majoring in alto clarinet and 13th century oil paintings with a minor in breakdancing. Life's just not fair. Can these lovebirds find their dream home? We're never going to own anything. F*** it. I'm going back to school to finish my breakdancing degree. Uh, and, and Trader will be very, very upset at me for playing this today. She would have been very, very, very excited. She would have been jamming out to that one right there. Appreciate you guys. Welcome back to the show. Uh, only a few moments left. Uh, I should have mentioned it before the break. Guys, go down to the Spam It Room right now if you're listening live. I should have done this last Thursday. I gave two extra days so everybody would have a chance to get entered. I know that might have been, not been fair, but, we, you know, whatever. Uh, but we are going to draw right here and right now because everybody should have been entered by Thursday. So I'm giving you a tiny little bit of extra time. Go get entered to the Spam It Room. Four battle passes coming up in only seconds. By the way, I did the actual math on my Corvus shot. We determined 22.30% isolytic damage. Um, I was a little bit curious about the isolytic cascade. I'm going to break it down for you. My Captain Proton's blaster is at 5.4%. My Narada Tendril is at 3.8%. Sum those together, that is 9.2%. 
Seven of Nine is giving a 12% boost to Isolytic Cascade, which means we're going to take that 9.2%. Uh, we're going to multiply it uh, by 1.12 because that's how Cascade works. That gets me crazy. 10.3%. Then I'm going to take Seven of Nine and just add my 12% right back on top, making it 223 zero percent take a look at the graphics room and we are there 22.999998 i'll take 22.30 percent uh with a rounding error right there seven of nine is working in pvp exactly as prescribed even better than what she originally looks like which is the exact same thing we said about janeway when we thought Janeway was additive and multiplicative, then it turned out Scopely said that was intended because she boosts Isolita Cascade. So now does Seven of Nine at a greater boost and in PvP. My Isolitic artifacts are at 9.2%. Seven of Nine by herself at Tier 1 takes 9.2% and increases that to 22.3%. Wowzers. So, in summary, let me just ask. Silvis, Karkin Putz, Aaron, on the stage, you in the chat, very quickly, 30-second sound off. Is 7 of 9 worth it to you? For me, the answer is yes. Let's see what Silva says. Mics are up. Silva's from Server 24 Ops 42. Jerry Ryan, she worth it for you? I have 21 million points into my 27.6 mil SMS, so I think that says yes. All right. Silva's is chasing it down. Biggest says, oh, meh, meh. Kirk says, yes, I want all the Voyager officers. Aquila Hawk says, yes, it uh, absolutely. Captain Bull says 100% worth it. Grumpy sure says, buy all the packs. Buy all the packs. Buy more packs. Buy more. Uh, Drynar, Dr. Einar says, yes, worth it. All right. Biggest says, doesn't excite me to the core, but I can see some use. Very good. Jazzmeister says, worth every shard. Boxer says, I'm poor. I'll love her in six months. Stradalorian says, absolutely. Karkin, you're a big PvPer, but we also do a lot of Armadas. Is Seven of Nine worth the material spend to you? And I do feel she's going to be needed in PvP moving forward. If you don't have her, you're going to lose. You know, I kind of, I mean, we're talking 12% net damage cre increase, right? That is pretty yeah. significant. Stack that in on. In a balanced situation, one against one, like when it's not like, you know, 60 killing me or something, I'm going to need seven to, you know, win well, me out. Look what we just discovered with seven in Armadas, right? We still determined that. Because of the pairing of Miles and Janeway, we were landing more damage because we're getting more shots and more isolytic output. Well, guess what? Miles and Janeway is strike team and seven for PvP. Woo! Yeah. Big time there. Uh, Putz, final thoughts for you. And then I got to get ready to wrap up because it's baseball time. I am definitely going to at least get her unlocked. Um, I'm going to try for tier two with some mathematical, you know, uh, efficiencies here. Trying mm, to figure out some where strategy I can. you got in place there, yeah. huh? 
Wow, um, very nice. You know, and and my my loot is going to go towards uh, a Paris unlock uh, and Torres as high as I can get her. And I'm going to probably end up replacing three officers off of the bridge of all of my various crews in my in my solo, solo armadas. armadas. And, oh, yeah. And go and be able to go bigger. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've already done one. And, and as soon as I get Belana Torres... And and crazy enough, I am considering Neelix as well because I have a Tribune. Okay? I mean, that's really the, the only one. Neelix, I would never use probably anywhere except for with the Tribune, but the Tribune's not a small ship. So just kind of saying. Uh, question is, which strike team benefits most from 7 of 9? Uh, all of them are going to benefit the most, Gobbler, uh, because 7 of 9 is going to be the most potent when you can increase shots. So I would have to actually, say I would say battleship strike. Team. I was gonna say, yeah, ex shield mitigate. explorer strike team. You take out, right? Like out because Wayun blows. So interceptor or battleship, and then yeah, battleship probably makes a little bit more sense because uh, you'll be able to bypass that mitigation and go straight to those big holes. So yeah, uh, I think that's I think that's intelligent there, Karkin. All right, uh, real quick, just Abe says, will Neelix and Seven of Nine be showing up in the Voyager Officer Refinery? Not this month, but again, based on the communications I've had with Scopely, that is not something that I am stressing out about. I do not expect them this month, but I do expect them to show up soon thereafter. Do I think you'll be waiting six months, Abe, for them to show up? No, I do not. All right, that that's as much as I'm willing to say on it. But if things start falling by the wayside, I'll get loud and, and ranty on that, okay? I promise. All right. I am I am relaxing on that point right here and now with the event store because of what they have agreed to as far as how that's gonna come in the future. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be relaxed. I'm gonna be chill right now, okay? All right, guys, that's it. I've got to go down. I've got to go down into the Spamit Room, and I've got to draw names. Four Battle Pass winners is going to happen right now. I'm going to lock the Spamit Room at this moment in time. Boom. It's now locked, and we've got to draw the four winners. So I'm going to do that now, and I lock it because I need to be able to come back and find them a little bit later. Congratulations to Demolition Dude. You win a free August Battle Pass. That person there has hooked up with a free Battle Pass. Also, Raztaz from Server 44. Free Battle Pass for you. And Stradalorian, congratulations, you guys. Hook up with free August Battle Passes. PM me for details. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. I got to bounce. I am now running officially three minutes late, so we're going to have to uh, get gone. I would like to say thank you so very much to everybody for being here. Thank you, Putz. Thank you, Silvis, for hanging out. Rip, I love you. Take care of yourself, man. Go. Are you eating? Are you eating okay? I had food today. All right, you make sure you're eating, man. Don't forget. I know the stress can make you forget weird, normal things. Make sure you're eating and drinking. All right, we love you. Uh, take care of yourself. You and everybody else, take good care of yourself this week. We will see you tomorrow night. Hopefully, that's the plan. We'll see you tomorrow night on Twitch for more 7 of 9 demonstration, more teaching, more testing in various scenarios because I don't think we're nearly done with 7 of 9. I think there is more to come that we have not yet discovered. I am going to find a scenario where she is better than Miles O'Brien. I'm going to try to find it, okay? I'm going to try to find it. 
I spent $45 million on it. I need to justify it in my head. We're going to find it uh, coming up tomorrow night on Twitch and continuing on throughout the month. I would like to invite you to visit our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. TalkingTrekSTFC.com, where you can find links to our Twitch page, where we will be live tomorrow night. Also, our YouTube, where we've got our prior Twitch streams and our informational videos. Also, uh, Oliver's first sponsorship video. It's out there as well. I would also like to invite you to consider joining our mate, uh, our, our gold Patreon program, our gold members club. It's available on our website for as little as $5 a month. You can turn your name gold here inside our Discord. And for $10 or more per month, you can get your name read at the end of every show in our acknowledgments like these players right here. Thank you for supporting the channel. Seven of nine. Uh, I'm looking at the chat and I'm seeing all the memes of seven of nine. Lord Neelix, Lady Kess, Trader, Iron Chef, Virtual Army, D-Law, Rack, Hammerhead, Regis, Jayberg, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Lobot, It's Hunter, Degore, Cruzito, Ran, Susie, Hank, Abe, TJGR, MC101, Late Nighter, Light Below, Chloe P, Loves Cat Guys, Alvinar, Zinfried, Ensign, Morale, Kim, Stormbringer, Bills, Mafia, Bayonetta, Grog, Thorn, Smoke Mohawk, Purr, 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 Jetski, Papa Smurf, Jason, Captain Jack, Morris, Vadim, Scorpionis, Archer, and Hani, Liam, and Dominus, Casey Jones, DJ is seventh BFF. Chronic Break, Webberly Joe, K92, Sir Tail, Warren, A Fox, Judge Cran, G Force, Pamikas, Kevin Q, Plain Simple, Garrett Game Jr., Admiral, In Water, Cha Cha War, Scarlet Hawk, Looser, Kendall, Wardod, Once More, Armada, Seven of Nine, Jagga, Nemagoful, Tilly, Blue Mandalorian, Noxus, Exhibitor, Furmax, Dr. Link, Lewis, One, Schizoid, Alexa, Bath, Welch, Fighting Texas, Aggie, Gutter, Mighty Croc, Unimatrix, Adam on Server 20, Balabom, The Web, King of 101, Primal Fear, Medic 213, J Babes, Dark Knight, Strata Blaster, Pixelate, Lost, and Buddy, Spectre, Yukai, Nico, Diva, Dorsal, Oster, Naughty, McLovin, DJ Screams, My Name, Jazzmeister, TNT, Assassin, Griffin, Mean Bean, Thomas, and Colin. Thank you guys so very, very much for supporting at a level of $10 a month here to this show called Talking Trek, which is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friendly neighborhood cat person and your host with the most, Ultimate DJ, saying meow for now. Love you, man. Catch you on the next one. See you, everybody. Good night. Whoop. Meow.